Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm about perfect and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we are learning from Ali Heath. Now, Ali is the bassist for bands such as City Ball Misers, Hours, and Hated Related, probably one or two other projects that I'm forgetting about at the moment. And he is also a film lecturer who teaches the film students of Durban one or two things about how to make a movie. So Ali is also one of my oldest friends and this conversation is a very real one as we get into addiction and recovery. We speak very openly about our past. Uh, Both of us (laughs) admit to a lot of shit that, uh, yeah, looking back was pretty bad. It was, we were assholes. We, we admit that it comes up quite a bit and yeah we talk about the realities of substance abuse and those sorts of things so that is coming at you in just a little bit of course you can support this podcast by going to almostperfect.co.za but without further ado here comes the almost perfect podcast with ali heath so how are you living ali <laughs> uh Comparably, uh, far more modestly <laughs> than um, you you might remember. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm living good, dude. I'm doing some crazy shit, like uh, just working a lot. Obviously, doing my PhD, doing my PhD. So, Obviously, you know, as one yeah. does. Yeah, as, as one does, as one does, as one's been doing for what, like almost seven years. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how long a PhD takes? <laughs> it's how long a PhD takes to complete. <laughs> I've been doing it for seven years. Ask me if I'm complete. I'm going to tell you, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, no, but I've been doing crazy shit, man. Like, I walked across Shishlui the other day. I backpacked across Shishlui. I don't know where Shishlui like, is. Like, Shishlui Amphalosi. It's like like that big game reserve. Oh, so snap. Okay. I mentioned, like, through the wild. Like, it was crazy. Like, not on roads or anything. Just backpacking, like, through... Yeah, you like the, the bush or... and shit. No, I didn't because I checked my balls, like, every now and then. <laughs> I, I got another dude to, to do it. <laughs> no no I, I didn't but that was an agreement that we did have prior to going in is that like we we're gonna have to like check each other's butts and stuff but like i never got this because i'm way too prideful i'd rather die from tick bite fever than have a dude like. i mean i don't know that's not always been you like but i've actually had tick bite fever from fucking oppie copy i came home and it was under my fucking armpit and like oh, i pulled shit. this tick out not thinking about it. it's like it's like oh motherfucker <laughs> pulled it out and literally fucking like the next week of my life was just almost as bad as COVID or maybe worse. I can't remember. Like, really? The, yeah. Dude, like, like similar symptoms? No. Like fever? Like, well, COVID for me wasn't chundery, whereas tick bite mm. fever was very chundery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> you still get the same like kind of like, I know some dudes who got COVID went like briefly, but went like psychotic. For a bit as well and like like that's not as funny as i'm making it sound obviously it's, I mean, it's tragic laugh, and awful but... <laughs> yeah no, but no i didn't have that no i mean i didn't have like any delirium or anything like that like fever dreams or anything like that but yeah. fucking from uh what's mccullough that did from tick bite fever that was definitely like fever dreamy like shit type <laughs> stuff not a good time <laughs> don't recommend it so that's why like personally as much as like i like the nature shit yeah there's a will there there's like also 
I've been bitten, you know? I've literally stuck it and once bitten twice shy. And I think when it comes <laughs> to tick bite fever, that especially yeah. matters. Ticks were the animals that we got the heads up on, but I mean, there were all the, like 10 minutes, like within walking for like 10 minutes, whatever. Like, and keep in mind, I weigh 63 kgs. My backpack was 28 kgs. And we walked about like 40, 40 Ks over five days, like in the pouring rain for the most part. Within 10 minutes of walking, we just hear this like, fucking weird loud noise that you don't hear like all the time so we're like okay and we just look and there's just like this huge goddamn lioness like four meters away and this thing just like bolts past us yeah you see this <laughs> it's like soccer, dude. it seems like more dangerous than like anything else i've done in my life which is a lie but like that's still <laughs> why are you putting yourself in these positions oh uh, like weird reason i mean like the like the objective of that that walk thing because it isn't like a it isn't like a scarce thing that like a few like it's like a pretty common thing like a lot of people go and do it. I know I've, I've got Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh its objective is kind of supposedly like like it's sort of like like a spiritual one more than like a like a touristy one kind of thing. So it's just at its most simple, it's just like going off grid for like five days, you know, and then just like all of the stuff that you're usually like surrounded by. There's just like. And you're usually dealing with, you just like for five days, I can't do a damn thing about it. And so just kind of like creating like a bit of a separation so that when you come back, you have like a, like refreshed kind of just view of it. Or like you have like a reinvigorated purpose and like means by which to like go at it again. And um, for me, like as a sober dude, it was because there's that whole thing. I mean, you know, the serenity prayer, like accept the things we can't oh, change. Can't change yeah. So it's, it's like a control thing. I never like I have an issue with like needing to like control like almost everything in my life, you know. So, <laughs> sure. like, so like going away for five days was meant to be like it, it was it was like 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 a recovery like informally like a recovery thing for me, and being more like I can go off grid for five days and come back and like life's gonna be totally chilled like it's like so I just need to experience that. And I came back after five days and it had just been, it was those crazy floods in Durban. So I came back and turned on my phone and like, everything's fucked. And I'm like, maybe I do control everything. <laughs> I could have prevented this if I was here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was here, this would never happened. Oh, that is funny though. Like, and you hear those stories about like, yeah, the people who go on retreats with like no phones and stuff and then come back and like their houses are gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, hey man, family's dead. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit harder to deal with. I was actually listening yeah. to like a Patton Oswald bit earlier where he was dealing with like, yeah, the death of his wife and stuff. Oh, Jesus. And I was just, yeah, you go, it's crazy. I recommend people go check it out. I mean, I like that people are doing comedy like that mm. these days. But yeah, some situations are a little bit harder to be zen about, you know? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Jeez. No. It's. It's fucking crazy. And that's the funny thing, like with this journey, I guess, that you're on and that like, you know, you're looking for like, yeah, these moments and experiences and you can get them from going away. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, the expectation is come back and life's going to be the exact same. And <laughs> the lesson is, nah, dude, everything's impermanent. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Spontaneity, man. That's like, that's a big thing because, um, Again, with that control thing, it's just like, it's such like an unreasonable, and, and those expectations, it's so unreasonable. Cause I mean, there's just, there's so many variables and everything. And this like organism has so many. So it's like, just like one molecule trying to get another molecule, like what to do, you know? <laughs> and they're like kind of just constantly engaged in this battle just to like control like how this thing is doing. It's such, 
it just it just doesn't work, you know. It's, <laughs> but it's it's such a delusion that like you think you're like I can't control this. I'm gonna like I'm gonna put in the work that I can. And thereafter, I need to kind of control every aspect of like what this other person's thinking about it, like how it's going to get to another person from that, how that person's going to feel about it, how this person's going to feel about it, whatever. So obviously you just end up just like busted out. <laughs> you just end up like totally drained and then just unable to actually do stuff. And you also you know? hate yourself because you think everyone else hates you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So just that expectation for me, it always just it leads to just uh, overthinking and then just like burning out. And then obviously just massive amounts of fear. Uh, something that's super low stakes becomes such a high stakes <laughs> thing to me. Like, like, I don't know if you like identify with that. It's weird like, because the high stakes shit just is always like... <laughs> Like, but leading up to it, like, if I've got, like, a high-stakes thing coming up, like, I get anxious and nervous and that. Mm. But, like, when it comes to doing the thing, it's just like, here we go. Yeah. But, like, low-stakes things, it could be, like, like, you know, making a fucking doctor's appointment. Like, that <laughs> shit literally can take me months. Like, yeah, <laughs> Putting off for four months a thing that took you ten minutes to accomplish. Yeah. Just because you foresaw, like, all of these, like, complications and whatever that just, just weren't there. So, yeah, there's, there's just weird blocks sometimes, like with anxiety yeah. shit. Like, yeah, it's, dude. Like, it's crazy how your brain just like, for some reason, won't let you do stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that. And that's like such like a life changing thing, dude, is when you kind of, and it's not even being able to like move past that anxiety. It's just like doing stuff still with that anxiety. Yep. It's more that. So realizing that you actually like you, you can move forward and sure, it's a lot more slower. So one step at a time kind of thing, but you can still move forward and kind of like it's, so it, it, it it's like, it's like addiction. How huh? like you, you don't, you don't beat it ever. Like you don't beat it. You learn that it's there and it's it, it's chronic, like it's not going anywhere. And you just got to live like regardless, like with it. And that there are things you can do about it to like constantly treat it, you know. But you're not going to get rid of it. You're not going to be like, fuck you. And kind of just like, it, it, it's going to defeat, like if, if like you're, if you have the thing that I have, if you're like an addict to my type, you know. Because yeah. um, again, like we were saying earlier, like. Well, sure, so this are, is, a, okay, let's actually just like take a step back for the listener because we're getting into some stuff when we've been chatting oh, off mark for like that's half true. an hour beforehand <laughs> and now we're just like yeah like everyone knows your story but i guess they don't and mm. like obviously as you're saying you have been well i don't know what the correct nomenclature is it like are you an addict i guess you say i am an addict and you yeah. continue to be an addict forever even uh, if you're recover, not recovering addict. recovering addict there yeah. we go Cool. That was what I was looking for. Mm. <laughs> so you're a recovering addict. And, you know, this has been a journey that, like, I've been pretty far removed from. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen you little bits here and there, you know. But, like, I mean, I've also spent the last three years here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't really done much with anyone. And I've gone through my own weird stuff. And it weirdly crosses over with some of the things you've picked up over the last while and, like, that's been interesting about chatting to you recently. It's mm. just like some of the tools that you use are some of the tools that like yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. I've been using, um, but we don't have that same thing. But anyway, you come from the rock music scene since you were like a kid. The rock music scene. That, that's that's <laughs> it. I'm not gonna say punk no. It, 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 it's true, and it's just something I've had to become more kind of accepting of as as I get older. Because when I was a kid, if you said that to me like five years ago, I would have been like, "Fuck you, dude." We're like, you we're, like, were, we're, we're, like we're, 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 we're a punk rock band. band. <laughs> we were. We were like, we were like a radio pop rock band. If we're gonna be blunt 100%. about it, <laughs> that came from the punk scene, like fucking. 
Yeah. Fallout boy, you know? Like, and that, that created such weird expectations of us that, like, we're, we're never met. We're, like, when we'd meet people, because they'd heard, like, like, aha and stuff on the radio. And they expected, like, choir boys, man. Oh, wow. Like, when they met yeah. us. <laughs> and then we would just, like, totally be the opposite, you know? And just, like, absolute, like, maniacs. And, and Absolutely like, unheard. It was difficult for people to, like, reconcile. <laughs> they were, like... And they, they figured, they were like, dude, is everyone in Durban like this? When it was just like you guys and the go-go guys and like a handful of us, like we just like took le- like the party level to its maximum as quickly as possible. Yeah. Like, which for me and for many people and for you were fun times for a lot of it. Mm. You know, there were many, I mean, there were also many fucking horrible mornings and many fights <laughs> and many fucking like- Evictions. Be- being left in fucking Scopera, I think <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> Margate Scotland area. Somewhere down there, you know, after Kurt getting fucking maced in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, which are all like amazing memories, like looking back on now, but the experiences of going through that shit is so heavy sometimes and so hectic. But then at the same time, it is just fucking an unreal laugh that I don't think many people mm. even get to live. Like that band touring laugh, and especially at that time, and especially with that band, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, what was that like? Tell me about it. <laughs> oh shit, man! Well, there's a lot, and that's why again, like when when you asked me to come, <clears throat> excuse me, when you asked me to come do this thing, I was like so curious what we were going to talk about because like I'm I'm ultimately I'm I'm like 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 a has been, <laughs> you know, but you're like, not because you're still doing film things. Like you've lect- like you're you know you lecture film, yeah. you've taught a lot of kids film. You're still in a fucking band with hated related and stuff. Yeah, you're yeah, still no, doing things like so. Yeah, we're talking about the like glory days but shit happens after that yeah no no it does no but it was just interesting because again like um yeah no i mean i have done a lot of stuff but it's just weird it's weird like because i haven't done this for so long to be on the other end of like a microphone talking about like (laughs) what's up or whatever and typically like like there was and like listen there's more up now than ever before like in my entire life but it's like of a different nature you know then it was just like yeah like our records coming out on like saturday or whatever (laughs) be it like jubilee hall or something but now there's like none of that tries to swear on the radio and then marty tries to swear on the radio (laughs) he does successfully Uh, swear on the radio yeah and kurt called like the dude from shadow club a wanker or something and like he's he's like (laughs) jock will tell you himself he was a fucking and no, it wasn't even like, Jacques it was one of the other ones so I remember Kurt and Jacques got into a fight like yeah. at the gig you guys played together at <laughs> yeah he threw him out of the car I remember yeah because like, he was hitting on Kurt's girlfriend at the time um, which is fair yeah man no but like it, it was fun dude it was fun like you said like there were a lot of like wild memories a lot of wild memories and um it's it's cool like it's cool when it happens then like it's it's fun you know and there was just like that we were all outrageous kids and we got to be like outrageous like in like a community of outrageous kids exactly so so that was like it was perfect it was cool it was it was so dangerous but it was so safe <laughs> as well I don't know if it was safe <laughs> yeah like, looking back at things like I'm like they were so doing it alone. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's also you got other people edging you on. To <laughs> it was so competitive. <laughs> <laughs> it was so competitive. Like the tasering each other's shirts. Oh, like, yes. like, <laughs> that's what I say. Like, it's just like, it's weird because like, it's unhinged how like crazy you can live your life. Like in your early 20s, especially like in like, you know, the band scene. Like, mm. I don't know if it's like that anymore because of social media and because like, if you misbehave like in any way these days, like people like, just like yeah, naughty, consequences. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there weren't. I mean, if there were if there were the same consequences that there are now, like back then or whatever, like wow, man. Like we'd be like 
arrested or just like well, that's totally on and not for not for reasons of like i don't know like like bigotry or anything like yeah, that not but bigotry i mean like, or sexual assault and shit yeah but like, no, but like fighting just, and drunken just behavior for, just in for being just inappropriate yeah like, like we'd be just like constantly on the cover of like news 24 on the front page of news 24 <laughs> or something like that but i mean like again that would have been for like most bands from our scene exactly like, mazes mazes were like a unique type of like psychotic (laughs) just like really it it was psychotic but i mean now being like a little older and like looking back at it it was just it was just like obnoxious and not in like a not like a cute bratty we were the worst dude like Like, just the way we would roll like into places and just take over like just dude and just going with the intention of just fucking with everyone yeah and like thinking that we were so rad because we weren't fucking with anyone because like we wanted because we were getting a kick of fucking with everyone we were like let's have everyone see that we're fucking with everyone but that's what it was like for me at least it was very much like a like an attention like an attention thing um like a 100 percent yeah i know from my own experiences like you know being friends with you guys but then doing my own shit as well like that's been its own journey but like i still remember just like i said as i say like miles's gogo bronco like partying together like with the house parties we would have yeah. the fucking all the shit like that was and we thought we were the coolest and we i did. guarantee you there were people out there well people even said you guys are dicks we didn't believe <laughs> we them did all we the did, time we dude. did not believe them <laughs> we thought they we, we were just like misunderstood right? <laughs> we just, like, they just like didn't get our thing like but no we, we were dicks yeah like we were we were absolute dicks a lot of it is like a lot of it is while it's still funny a lot of it is just like Again, it's it's regrettable in that 100%. way. That it's just like, oh my god, I was such a dork. What the hell was I doing? Dude, the greatest thing in my life was turning thirty. Because after that, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck have I been doing with my life? Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, thirties when you begin to like look in like the rearview mirror, and you're just like, where am I? Like, what direction have I been driving, and where the fuck am I going? Well, that's literally <laughs> yeah. it. Because it was like, yeah, that was some great times, but it's also like. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the other side of those memories who rightfully, like, don't like... Like, I'm, I've always been like, oh, people don't like me for their own reasons. I'm like, yeah. yeah, maybe some of those reasons were because of me being a fucking asshole. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, like, I'm, you know, like, like making, like, amends vibes yeah. is, like, part of, like, my process, whatever. Like, of all that... And I I don't think too far, like, ahead to that thing, um, to writing out those amends and then making those amends and whatever. Is it just when but, something pops up, do you write it down? <laughs> no, no, it's like when when I get to the place in, in my recovery where, where I, then, oh, you're not where there I yet. then do that. No, 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 okay. no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, shit. Um, okay, how long... Well, I mean, I guess the process is different um, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a, your whole life thing. Sure. Uh, it's a, your whole life thing. So you just... You, like... In terms of like the the stuff that you like write out and whatever, like you can that's a laugh thing as well. So like you'll finish like one round of it and then start it up again because I mean like you you're making new resentments. Uh, people are becoming like new people are resentful of you. You need to make <laughs> a new amends to people because like we're we're humans. We're we're gonna fuck up. We're just 100%. gonna kind of like bash around and like a person's gonna trip over and we just gonna make sure that we like apologize pick them back up and whatever but i mean like we're gonna carry on doing that forever you know it isn't like we just did it now we <laughs> do this recovery work and then we're never gonna like hurt anyone ever again or we're never gonna be hurt or we're never gonna screw up or whatever so um but no in my first round of doing like the the written work or whatever i'm i'm not at that place yet so but i mean like i just know that when i do have to go and make amends or whatever like so many of those like gonna have like nothing to do with like 
uh, the stuff I'm like in recovery for, you know, <laughs> it's just, a lot of it is just like, just, just being like an absolute dick, just like 24 seven, <laughs> you know, for until, until as well, like 33. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess like at the same time, like there was a part of us being characters when we went yeah. out, like characterized versions of ourselves. And yeah. like, it's weird how the, like the party scene and the punk scene can be like that. It's like, everyone's mm. like a bit of a personality because we are all personalities. Yeah. But like it comes out like when it's mashing up against each other, I guess. Yeah, and when it gets that competitive as well, um, I, I think because it does. Listen, I also think that that's that's just a, a growing up in whatever scene kind of thing. Sure, you have this sort of like archetype of like what's cool and that, and then everyone wants to be like the closest thing to that archetype, and they're kind of just or like, what they think like they scrambling up is, the mountain yeah. <laughs> and like in order to like get there, kind of pushing down other dudes and whatever. And for that, it was it was just being like it was just being an asshole and getting as wasted as humanly possible as often as possible, and like yeah. trashing whatever we could. We were Hence just the, jackass characters, man, more or less, hey. But I think we romanticized it to be so because we were probably like like better than jackass. We were like, man, that shit's like dumb or whatever. But like that's what we were. I but, never but, thought but, that but a day in my life. Man. I love Jackass. Fucking. I want to watch the new one. Same, dude. I want to watch the new one. Because I, I love they've Jackass. Got like, yeah, just because they're a lot older now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just interested to watch it. I'm interested yeah. to see like how it how it lands. I think Jackass is some of the purest comedy that like has ever been created. Like, it's just. There's no setups and punchlines here. It's all. It's <laughs> but it that, is all yeah. setups and punchlines. That's also the thing because. How they get hurt is the punchline. The setup yeah. is putting your dick in a fucking like tank with a snake, and then the punchline is the snake biting the fucking dick. It's yeah, like, that's hilarious to see in real life, but like you can't tell that story and it be funny. Like yeah, no, it, exactly. It's like that. Is it, you're told the punchline in the you you you're, you're given the what the punchline is, and then you're just watching the joke play out <laughs> just to see how much pain the person goes through, how much they suffer, and, so, and it created like a. I don't know if it would be a genre, but like a category in itself of that, which yeah. I mean, then again, like there was like the weird Irish version. I think there was like, like a Latin American version. Uh, they, they had different names. They and you eventually had like trailer park boys and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas which was be- different, but yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, with Jackass, like everyone had their favorite person, like, like they were characters, you know? So, I mean like shit, it was yeah. no different to like, like, like a soap opera <laughs> or something like that. It was just like, what are they going to do next? What's going to happen next kind of thing. You were yeah, just asking those they, questions. Well, yeah, with the reality TV aspect of it, you know, they put everyone's real lives and personalities yeah, through yeah. there. And like, you know, you had the dynamics like of the crew, you know, you had Bam being fucking scared of, what was it, snakes or spiders or something. I like, can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, they would, oh, I think it was snakes. They would like, you know, terrorize them with that shit. And like... <laughs> Yeah, I I more than most like think Jackass has plenty cultural merits, especially like just in modern society. Like, yeah. it's- no, no, definitely. It's like it's that that I mean, at a stretch, you could consider it more than slapstick. But like, even it if you more than slapstick, yeah, no, but it is more than slapstick. It was like it was because slapstick doesn't hurt. In there real, was like in reality. Or to an element to it. There was like if you really want to reach, but I suppose it's it's no, it's it's there. But I mean, like, there's an It's so just great to like watch. Just just it, it it's mindless, and it's just guys getting hurt or whatever. And like you know, they're gonna be okay. And then like <clears throat> in their outside lives, like I mean, super unfortunately, like a lot of them like weren't okay. You know. Well, but, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's also it? because they were doing the same shit we were. They were using <laughs> alcohol and drugs and yeah. doing stupid shit to get attention, as mm. you know, a way of fucking dealing with yeah. life. 
Dude, that's actually while we we were just talking about misers, man. That's actually this is like a great kind of like like it's 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 a lot like there was a lot like that, dude. It was a lot like that, man. It was just like it was it was an awesome experience, and like we we had a lot of fun, and yeah, we were just doing this goofy stuff, and then actually being able to just make something with the people that we were, yeah. which was like like a really enjoyable like live show for people and stuff yeah like that. you guys put on and, a hell um, of a fucking live show yeah and it's for the same reason that jackass is really good <laughs> you know it was just them like, doing their things but just like managing to make like 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 an art out of it and like a craft and then develop that thing and whatever so i mean like yeah mazas being a mazas was it was kind of felt like being a jackass like i've, I've never actually thought of it like that way <laughs> But I mean, that, that is what it was. Because you just think about like the other dudes that are in Mars. What I mean, would it be anything dude. but jackass? Like, Kurt is Johnny Knoxville. Like, <laughs> dude, he is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, dude. So, well, one of the things I wanted to actually ask is with that whole experience, how much of the popularity stuff like affect you? Not me so much because I played bass. <laughs> but, and you always kind of had a steady girlfriend. Like, that's been your yeah, like MO. Yeah. Like, yeah, You've which which never... wasn't always a great thing. Sure, but I'm just um, saying you weren't one of the guys who was like, you know, dating around. No, no, not really. Um, well, like I kind of was, but in the way that like I was, there were like super like 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 codependent issues, you know. Oh, sure. So um, I would date around, but then those but dates would go on. Those dates would go on for like five years, <laughs> and then eventually, uh, just be all like. On their side, usually it would just be like, "This isn't working," you know. And I'd be like, Shit. "I, I, I don't know." Like, I thought your mind, world was cool, but I'd in my mind, be like, "Oh my god, what took you so long?" <laughs> and like, I would oh secretly god, be, "Oh god, I know that." I would secretly be like relieved for the person, like when they got out, like, like one one of my ex girlfriend, like, um, when the relationship ended, and she was so miserable at the end, and it was just because of. Me just being like a trash boyfriend, but not knowing that I was being a trash boyfriend. Well, I guess like subconsciously, I, m- I must have known because, yeah. But anyway, so, happened, so you were like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, because, but I, again, I was like in denial about so much stuff. Sure. So much stuff that like, I thought I was okay and that I was acting okay when I definitely wasn't. And I mean, so she was just like miserable and she was like, crying all the time. And like, I was... Again, I was in such such denial that I was just like, "What is what is up with this person?" You know, what's but, her problem? Yeah, yeah, but like again, like this deeper, smarter part of me knowing that like this is I'm I'm to blame for this. I'm to blame, and this person like really like deserves a lot better. You know, so like when we would break up, I I'd almost like like breathe for them. I'd be like, "Oh my, like thank God," you know, like cool, go like live, go like you're worth a lot, and this has been a waste of like. Like, not, not a waste cool. of time. Like, I mean, because, like, there isn't a lot of resentment from them. To, like, I'm, I'm still great friends with a lot of them. That's just because it, it's almost like that's what it was meant to be. But because I would almost, like, and not in, like, a, in a gross, like, predatory kind of way, like, manipul- like, manipulate a relationship out of it. But I would do things like, like, love bomb people and, you know, just kind of, like, figure out how to make this person like this version of me that I wanted to be seen as you know where i definitely wasn't that version and then yeah, I think so, the first so like, few months of all your relationships like 
you like give everything to someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In a very transactional way. And again, not in like a not in like a super creepy way, but in like a no, just like a I need it to be you like dig the person and you yeah. show them love. Like, but I get like Yeah, no, there, there was definitely there was like an agenda that was like unknown at the time, which was just like like I I needed to feel, to like exist. Like I needed to feel like loved by someone. And I mean, that's why that's it hopped from one relationship like to another so quickly. Have. Like I think especially when you're young, especially in your yeah, 20s. Yeah. Like I know that. Like, I mean, I played the field a bit more than you did, I think. But like, mm. you know, like I get that feeling of like when a girl breaks up with you and you're like, fucking finally. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, what are you, what were you doing? Like, yeah. this was so silly. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, dude, definitely. Like, there is that. It's a part of growing up and it's a part of dating, whatever. Or just like, I mean, it's a part of like being like a human being, you know, like we want to connect with people. But it's something that through growing up and, and messing up, whatever, that you eventually get better and better at navigating and realizing that like your wholeness isn't another person's responsibility. And when you are dating yeah. to get that wholeness, you're making your wholeness that other person's responsibility and then you're setting all these expectations of them because then when you don't feel whole you're like you you freak out and you worry about your togetherness and it just it puts a lot of like undue pressure on yourself and them and then so you learn to navigate that and like up until very recently in my life like i, I, I was i wasn't able to i just like needed a, another person to to like validate my existence you know and that's just so 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 unhealthy because then you're just like you're like a, a parasite to the person, almost. I mean, like, listen, that that that's really like, I mean, it, I mean, that, that's not the complete truth because you cause know, like, both, like, because it's also there's another person there who has their own fucking problems and they're dating you because they've got those problems and like relate to you in a certain way. <laughs> yeah, and, like, dude. Like that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's necessarily healthy to always just like be like, I'm the problem. And you like, of course, no, like, yeah, no, no, definitely not. And like, but at the same time, like. Yeah, there are other there are people like they can make their own decisions. <laughs> yeah, like no, totally. You know, and it's also we. I don't know. We all get caught up in a lot of different shit, and we all like, as I say, like being young is hard. It's mm. very fucking yeah. hard to know who you are, and especially in relationships with people, like because you're trying to fight to figure out who you are within this other thing, and you've also got all these expectations from TV, from books, mm. from you know your own growing up and yeah watching watching you, your friends like, watching people exactly you, like so you've parents, got yeah. these ideas about how relationships should be and you know what to expect and all these expectations like just crumble away in the reality of the yeah. fucking relationship it's yeah, like dude. it's not like that it's mm. like it's closer to like you know all the dramas than it is the rom-coms <laughs> like, yeah yeah like exactly dude and it's and so people like the, the objective is just to get kind of better and better at so to like yeah. after that breakup identify w what happened and like the part that you played in it and then the part that just circumstance played in it sure and then just like learning a lesson you know and i mean so that's like it's like the objective is to like all of the old like the behaviors and the ways of thinking that were like such issues when we were kids or whatever it's like just trying to not carry that into adulthood you know, yeah. it's how like being a serial data and whatever, like when you're a kid or growing up, it's like, yeah, you know, fine. I mean, like even in adulthood, if, if, if that's your thing, like, that's cool. But I mean, like, I know how for me, it was like an unhealthy thing and I carry that into adulthood. Well, for it's me, the it same was way a resentment that, like, thing, like, cause I grew up like wanting true love, you know, like wanting to find the one and like all of yeah, that. Yeah. And then like, it just got my heart broken repeatedly <laughs> as a teenager 
And then in my twenties, yeah, dude. And then in my twenties, girls started digging me because like <laughs> I was a dude on the scene who had a personality and a vibe and like yeah, you know, it could talk a bit. And like, and you were like arranging shows and stuff. You were like, you were active. You were like exactly. busy. And, and then I eventually know. just became an asshole, like because like, <laughs> I was like, oh, girls like me now. Now you fucking like me. <laughs> you get what you want, and then suddenly there's just like you disrespect it, and you're kind of like ungrateful for this new attention. You're just like, I'm gonna like turn it back around. I'm gonna like weaponize it. Yeah, because you know? it was, it was like, it's like, where was this when I needed it? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I mean, it, it's that stuff that like, okay, sure, you you figure it out. And you realize what what works and what doesn't when you're a kid, and some things are rad. They're 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 more. They're, there's more freedom or wiggle room to like screw up, you know. Um, and adulthood, where like the 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 road becomes narrower and everything like when that. You say adulthood. Are you saying thirty onwards? Because <laughs> I feel and, like and, that's adulthood. Yeah, no, point. it is. It is. And like obviously, like a lot earlier for a lot of people. Sure. Um, depending on you know like gender identity, for, sex, and whatever. Like but a for lot of childish people, man yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but for us, for like <laughs> cis heterosexual white dudes or whatever, yeah, who like, yeah, no, maybe thirty. <laughs> like, I was thinking, am I like middle aged now? Thirty <laughs> five? Is this technically middle aged? Who knows? Like, cause, like, I mean, technically, according to the South African stats, yes, but yeah. you know, who knows what science is going to do? Who knows what the average age is going to be? When a fucking meteor hits into the earth, you know, it might plummet drastically. And then we're all in old age right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be. It could be. We're, we're what? Twilight. Twilight years. <laughs> I mean, um, it all depends on how science develops from here on out. But yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. So like what I was saying about that screwing up when you're a kid and then screwing up when you're an adult. It's the same as like how getting drunk and crashing your car when you're like, 16 or whatever is or like any ending up with alcohol poisoning when you're 16 is like ah like it happens kind of thing but when you're like 40 it's like no nah, something's wrong man yeah get your life uh, together yeah exactly it's like something's wrong so it's like that with all of the, the stuff that like all of the the kind of like weird directions and and the screw-ups um when you're a kid that you you got to figure out like how does this not persist into my adulthood um yeah. yeah, how much, like, so are you saying a shrink at all? Because, like, a lot of this stuff sounds no, like psychology no, no, no. stuff. Okay. No, I'm not. Okay, because, yeah, yeah, like, a lot of that, like, you know, Elaine de Baton will tell you, like, no. you know, I, I, I read a lot. lot. I, read, yeah. I read a lot, actually. But um, not, a lot of... Um, I should send you some books. Yeah, no, please do, please do. You um, read on your phone more, or computer or... Fucking, you might cringe when I say this, but, like, yeah, no, phone or, like, I mean, I, I try to buy paperback just for, like, because it's it's... It's, it's cool but I yeah. mean like I read on my phone like. yeah South African books I buy paperback here and yes, like anything yeah, else yeah, I'll exactly. just download yeah. <laughs> no but what what I read what I turn to for perspective just because when I realized that my plan in changing my life was just like failing to work like again and again and this is like when I tried to when because like I knew that I had a problem with this stuff for like a long time and um, the stuff you mean addiction just. yeah 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 I was just in this weird phase for like a very long time where I thought it was just going to like magically stop. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I remember I'd like, and it would happen on birthdays where like, I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, Jesus, dude, like you don't look good. And I was like, but this time next year, all of these problems that you have right now aren't going to be a thing. Like you might be engaged. You could have like this and that and whatever. And then like the next year would roll around and I would just look like so much worse. And then that's when something sort of clicked or whatever. And it was just like, okay, okay, what do I, okay, I, I got, I got to stop this, you know, I got to stop this. But what, what happened? Then, like where everything clicked? Like, you don't have, like, you know, I don't know if yeah. it is like the, like 
rock bottom story. No, no, like, it's a or, or, weirdly like or like did your rock bottom hit before and then eventually you were like no, no, no. What do you mean, like a retrospective rock bottom? No, like, uh, so the thing is, like, you could have a real rock bottom and then, like, still carry on for a while and then be like, oh, shit, like, I need to get my shit together because that thing happened or, like... No, no, it wasn't <laughs> like that. It wasn't like that. I mean, obviously, I had a lot of guilt for, like, a lot of stuff that had happened and, like, I thought about it every single day and I was just like, that should not have happened. Um, but, no, I mean, so many things that, like, ostensibly should have been my bottom, you know, like um ending up in hospitals both for like a, a like my body just being like fuck you dude and like stopping to work and or like psychiatric hospitals and then like and the holding cells and stuff like that yeah um like that stuff should have been like stop it but was a lot of the stuff happening in joburg no all in durban actually what? even though like the, a lot of the stuff was at its most aggressive and jo- no 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 that's not true it in joburg is where uh so there's this thing in recovery we talk about like hitting like the fuck it switch Okay. Uh, where you just kind of like give up and everything. You're like, well, if we're doing this, we're doing this. But like like a negative way, you know? You're just like, there's nothing really left to hang on to or whatever. Like, fuck it, I let's mean, go that down. That sounds like my 20s <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah. But yeah, there were definitely. But, yeah, in like, like a really that. grim way. But there's, so a lot of that stuff that should have really, really, that was a very obvious warning that I wasn't, that my relationship with substances wasn't normal. You know, it wasn't like the next person's relationship with substances that because like they would go through something and it would be horrible and they'd be like, wow, cool. I'm not going to do that again. Like I've learned my lesson from that, you know? And like, it's a thing like I, I read, I read somewhere that like, so it's the difference between like, like an alcoholic and a problem drinker is like, there are two alcoholic. I mean, there's like an alcoholic and a problem drinker. I'm like, looking like, for validation it, right here and right now. <laughs> okay. There's an alcoholic and a problem drinker, like, like in a holding cell. And the problem drinkers all like, oh, f- because he drank too much. Yeah, they're in a holding cell for DUIs. And he's all like, oh my God, I'm such an asshole. I drank too much. And like, shit, man, I shouldn't have had that fifth beer or whatever. Like, I'm not going to do that again. So he's a problem drinker because he, he knew there were going to be consequences. The alcoholics are like, fuck, why did I take the M4? <laughs> I was thinking that, like, yeah, why did yeah. I get caught? Like, yeah. So that's it. So it's just like not really accepting the responsibility for it, you know. Um, but my my bottom, my actual bottom, um, was I I was home, and at this point, I'd been trying to stop for a year, like every day, like for a year. And when I say stop, I mean like with my full determination. Like I was just, I was I was powerless over this thing like i just i was doing everything to stop like were you able to get like days 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 days, yeah days days which is why my my 48 days clean was like it was a really emotional thing for me because like did you do that on your own no 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 this was in in recovery recovery. with um like working with 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 other addicts uh i would always buckle at 48 hours so it's just like so 48 days like isn't like an, an official milestone or whatever but for me it was just like holy shit like is that i think this is working i i think i think this is where i gotta be and what i gotta be doing and um so that was just like a really emotional thing for me which is such a, the random number 48 you know but um no so my bottom it happened and it was a fully just emotional and like spiritual one it was again at this point i'd been trying to stop for a year and it was just like crying in the shower like every morning just like please do don't do this today just like do not do this today and then just like fast forward like 40 minutes and i was like on already you know just not knowing how that happened and then i was just sitting uh i was i was really drunk it was like eight in the morning my girlfriend like just 
gone to work. She like she'd leave for work and I'd just pound like four beers like immediately. Jesus. Just to get on just to be able to like do stuff like with yeah. like to start the day, you know. Then I just started thinking, I was just like Every word that I've said to everyone for as far back as I can remember at that point in my life, which like maybe like a, a year or something, basically every exchange that I had with everyone in the past, in the recent past, and every exchange I was going to have with everyone in the recent future was a lie. I was just lying to people. I was just being dishonest. I was manipulating people just to protect my, also, my, my how addiction. How much of it are you hiding? Like, oh yeah. Listen, um, I think my girlfriend at the time she had an idea, but I, I, I'd, I'd gaslight any action out of her. She'd be like, "Hey, have you been doing something?" And I'd be like, "What? Is it like a trust issue here or something?" Until eventually, she just yes, she could. And I mean, she was she was miserable. She was like crying all the time and stuff. And so, like, she she knew, man. And um, so anyway, just I, I had that realization. And and when I came into recovery, I heard this term. Um, and like, I didn't like believe in God or anything like that when I came in, but I heard this term like spiritual bankruptcy and I just connected with that. Yeah. Like, Mark Maron talks about that. that. <laughs> hey? Mark Maron's mentioned that a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual so. bankruptcy. Like I yeah. just, it was the first time I'd heard it and I just connected with it. Um, but anyway, so I just had that realization and um, I just messaged a mutual f- friend of ours who's, who's been in recovery for a while. And I just said, I was like, Hey, I need help uh, with this thing is there any way that I can do it without anyone knowing? Because I was just like so ashamed of it. I was like so ashamed. Um, and then she responded. She was like, what? She helped, enough, she helped. there's a thing for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She helped me out so much. And then she just like, shame bless her and, and her husband. Um, oh my God, I, I owe them like so much, if not like everything, all of this, you know, because I, I didn't know what to do. And they, they told me exactly what to do. They told me, they were like, well, I don't know. How seriously do you want to take recovery? Because if you want to take it seriously, then yeah, people got to know about it. I was speaking to a friend a while ago and you're speaking about these guys that have been uh, clean like many, many years, you know, and how their recovery no longer sort of like defines them or whatever. Like in your first two years, like, yeah, fuck. Like it, bas- it basically defines you, yeah. you know, it's what you put. And I mean, for the rest of your life, you kind of like put it before everything. Because when you put something else before your recovery, like if you lose your recovery, you're going to lose that thing. You're going to lose sure. like everything, you know? So they told me, they were like, no, there's no way of doing this without people finding out, you know, like y- you have to, because this so is a thing that you got and, and it's, it's, it's going to kill there, you. Though? Like with you not wanting people to find out. Cause like people um, would know about you jawling at yeah, least. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't know the extent, like when you came back from Joburg and we spoke about some stuff and like, you told me what you'd been on and like, I had no fucking clue. Like things had got there. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. Like you know, we partied together. We did drugs together. Like some of my friends definitely had problems that maybe I shouldn't have enabled. <laughs> but like, I might have had a problem too. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, well, I don't know. Because for me, like, I do feel like yeah, like I've always been the enabler in situations like this. Because like, I have a level where I feel like I can tap out, but maybe I didn't. Like in the twenties, in my twenties, mm. and like should have. Like I was very caught up in the jaw, but like was pretty functional for a lot of it. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. Like it was like, you know, I just felt like I was living the rock star life. Like, yeah, exactly, man. Because like, that's the thing is like, like and, and so many of us were doing it. 
Yep. Some of us were doing it. So like something like a five day bender, whatever. Like it 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 wasn't a five day bender. Especially it was you and your buddies doing something. <laughs> exactly, you know. Because um, you're then, working, you're like you know, yeah, you're yeah, going, dude. you're playing shows. Part of the show thing is drinking, doing drugs. Yeah, like. And that's also the thing. The drugs thing comes later, but like the drinking thing starts when you're a fucking teenager. Oh man. And like, that's like definitely like, uh, that, that's like definitely my thing, dude. And it was, I, like, I remember. Yeah, you've always loved fucking drinking. Yeah, dude. dude. Like, I'm a I, weed guy and that I'm <laughs> so grateful for. But like my problem, like, yeah, my like relationship with alcohol is because like, I know like it's too Moorish for me. Like, yeah, I need yeah. to have that shit outside the home. Cause like, if it's inside the home, it's finished. Oh, like, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. I remember when we were kids, dude, like maybe like, fuck, you told, you told me at some point you were like, man, you're definitely an alcoholic. <laughs> like we were kids. And like, and yeah, like, 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 dude, cause you, like, like I, yeah, cause I, you would I, show I, up like with fucking beers, like, like, and I'm just inviting you over to watch like how I met your mother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. So, yeah. so yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Okay, no. So I messaged those people, and then they told me what to do. And then um, I went and I met with some some other addicts, and I, I like I, I met you them. You didn't go and, like, like rehab or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. I didn't. A lot of people no, do. Yeah, like, yeah. And I know there's mixed experiences with that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, no. Listen, for a lot of people, it's 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 really important just to get separated a bit and go and um, yeah, sure. There, there's no reason that I didn't go to rehab, actually. And listen, like, if the thing, if my attempt to get clean out, like, without going to rehab had failed, I I I I would have gone to rehab. I'm I'm sure of that. Okay. And like, you know, like God willing, like it didn't. Uh, like I'm I'm still clean. So I I did my first thing. Uh, with people like I went and spoke to other addicts that were in recovery and I just like I like wanted what these dudes had and it was just like it was so incredible just like going to um like meeting these dudes you like, saw another life was possible yeah no I saw it was and because like they were just did you shit. feel like I should have just listened to the straight edge music a little like <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have made a difference dude it was like because it's the whole like dogma thing there was yeah. like listen uh, most of my favorite band my, my favorite bands are straight edge obviously like you know like that. for guys we fucking yeah. yeah which is like why it's, it's, it's quite weird <laughs> But no, so I went and I just, I wonder what these dudes had. And when they were just sharing their experience, like their strength and, and their hope and like what they did to uh, get clean and what they do to stay clean. I was just like amazed when they were speaking about their experience, because like the thing about like an addict is uh, they don't realize that they are God in variety, dude. Like we think that we're like unique. And I used to think I was like, again, again, I was speaking to you. I was like, because I was like using like because of something not not an event or anything like wow i have had the most like you got to call it blessed life because i mean fortunate doesn't cut it fortunate <laughs> doesn't cut it sure um it's like they call it like a disease of more as okay. well and that, that's in like more in more ways than one you know it isn't yeah. just like a, a like like one more beer or like one more line or whatever like al although it is that you know it's that it's there's a, always something there's you, need all, to you, you just life. feel lacking all the time you sure. feel lacking isn't like, that just constantly. laugh under capitalism hey yeah, <laughs> just, it, it could be but the thing is that's yeah. life under capitalism not everyone needs to just get and stay high or drunk in order to sure deal with but that. there are other aspects to the perform you know like fulfilling yourself with other things but yeah yeah the problem is with substance abuse is that like it has such it's gonna a, kill you that's like, exactly it a yeah. real like physical effect on you and yeah. effect on the people you, around you your you. families yes yeah. exactly dude because your actions um, 
you don't realize I, like we didn't in our 20s just no. how much of a fucking asshole you are like yeah. when you're being drunk and high and like because yeah cocaine turns you into an asshole it's fucking fun but like not for anyone else <laughs> <laughs> exactly dude there was someone i think it was like fiona apple said that thing whatever when she broke up with um Oh, or their divorce. God, what was that director? Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh yeah. What, what made her stop doing coke He's was like she was in a now. she was in a in a in a theater with Quentin Tarantino. Yes. And her, they were doing coke, and she was like, Jesus, this is an awful experience. I actually can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> I know, dude. Those Unless two you're guys, also on coke. Like, like, if yeah, you're on coke with them, fine. But like, yeah. if you're not on coke and you're watching those two guys on coke together, because they're both pretty, they're both shitheads. Actually, like, I, I mean, mean no, I don't know as, about as, PTA, as, as, like, as, as humans. I don't like, know PTA's know story. I just know he's with Maya Rudolph now. Yeah. So like, they're they're ethically and mor- morally quite disagreeable on, with like a, a lot of things. I think. I, okay. I listen. I don't know any sordid history, or whatever. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, I can't recall. I'll tell you right it's now. It's just obviously history. licorice pizza has. <laughs> a risque thing in it but yeah oh dude people yeah, can i mean like boogie nuts is like such a great film you know dude uh, all those films are good but yeah, anyway no, yeah, no, exactly uh god what were we talking <laughs> okay so recovery anyway, no, oh, the yeah, whole no, thing no, so is we're about talking about like that so <laughs> no i want to talk about music music was fun as well <laughs> but i mean like so i mean that's what carl young said in in correspondence with bill w who's the guy who who him and this other dude were like the founder of of founders of like uh alcoholics anonymous uh, Carl Jung in correspondence with him he's, he believed that addiction was a misguided sort of like violent and reckless seeking for spiritual wholeness you know and that's and something Jung, that's something that I connect with like, yeah. yeah yeah that's something I connect with because I mean that that it, it it perfectly describes that sense of lacking and that that's how that sense of lacking remains no matter how much stuff is now brought into the mix and stuff that are like you know, like like dream jobs and whatever, and like getting there and just being all like, "fuck this shit," like like, no, I want you that mean, or you whatever. Mean like being Electra, hey? You mean like being Electra and like be- being Electra actually turned out to be something that gives me such fulfillment. And yeah. I, I never thought it would. Like that's you know? well, that's me. Yeah. Does seem like a dream yeah. job to you? Like so, there's like a couple ways I could have seen you going, and like the one is the grandiose, like Hollywood, fucking, <laughs> you know, yeah. like writing yeah. scripts, like fucking, you know. Making dope mm. shit, A24 films kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the other is, yeah, guiding the youth. Like Yeah. And I mean both both are really both are really cool and, and really pretty. And I mean, um I've taken I've taken a big like time out from from creative, creative. output. Um except with, with the band, you know, because I mean that's then a responsibility to do it with other people. And yeah. like I don't want to be like slacking off and now these guys can't do their thing, you know? So, but in terms of like writing and moving forward, there's there's a lot of fear between where I stand and the film industry for me at this point, just because I, I wreaked so much havoc in it. You know, I like I, if you caught me like a couple of years ago, I would have said like, man, fuck, like I would have been just resentful of of this place and that place yeah, or whatever. Sure. But like, like the truth is like I I did it. Like I wasn't everyone that was a problem. Like I was the problem. Yeah, you know. And um, I, I made a real mess of it. And these were like really great opportunities, you know, really great. Kind of just like dream positions, like on the horizon kind of thing. And um, I, there was just the stuff that I wasn't dealing with, you know. And the not dealing with that stuff, it just managed to just sort of like, not even brick by brick, but just like sort of like a wrecking ball, just like trash a lot of stuff, you know. And then I made, which, which was still like the wisest decision I think I ever made, second to, second to getting clean, you know, was moving back to Durban, actually, back from Joburg. Because if I'd stayed there much longer, like 
like no two ways about it. like I, I, I would have died and it would have like and like a in like a real painful for everyone around me kind of yeah way. both um yeah yeah you know so uh in terms of, so so there's that thing that i still have to work with in terms of like making making films or whatever or i mean just, you're just like not even that. just that like i love your writing dude like thank you man just i appreciate that for years like you've always yeah. had a way with words that like frustrates me because it's just like <laughs> it just flows and i hate it but like yeah like i <laughs> i do want to see more creative output from you because i've known like not many people I think know that that like you're this great writer like <laughs> who just never Thanks, publishes man. anything so yeah shot I appreciate that and I'm, I'm I'm really excited to do it again especially just because like all the stuff that I did write um and I had this thing where like people or, like girlfriends or friends or family members would, would ask me they're like why don't you write like anything like happy whatever and I just because like, <laughs> like, I'm not happy yeah no I just used to be like no but almost like in like a stoked way I used to be like nah I just I, I don't write like happy songs I don't write happy like I don't like whatever it is if it's like short form or long form whatever like I, I don't do that you know and now listening back to some like like some days most nights or anything I listen to it and like listen it, 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 it's a good it, song thank you thank you I appreciate that but I listen to it now kind of like knowing what I know about myself and I uh like I, listen but I mean to I that. think it's more confessional now like yeah no definitely so it's firstly just like dude seek help (laughs) and secondly just like oh my god how much are you gonna just pity yourself my god like how much are you just gonna pity yourself like your life is so objectively awesome yeah but But, yeah the thing is you're also hanging around like a pity crew in subways (laughs) sad boy white crew yeah a lot of depressed dudes like you know hanging together like definitely does like make for a bleak outlook for everyone yeah no no sure (laughs) sure sure and you all like feed into each other's like misery in a lot of ways and like it is like a like enabling kind of situation where it's like you know you come to, like I'm th- I'm just imagining now with hours with some of the band members and histories and stuff like you know one of you comes with a sad boy song about a girlfriend and everyone's like yeah this is <laughs> and then another one comes with a sad boy song about their girlfriend and you're like yeah because you're like you all get it and you relate that <laughs> was that it's so humiliating I mean like I love the songs I listen to them same and, like, dude you guys wrote yeah. some good songs they yeah. relatable it, it, it had like I mean I and not that much not like not a lot of it was like artificial you know like, no. like it, it was genuine you know and there was just like a cool angst but it was like the music that really like supported it like musically there was just like a lot to like sort of like for the the listener to like kind of like dig their teeth into yeah. and, for, and for us to like really like play around with which was super different to to Mises, you know because Mises was like, yeah 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 those were Kurt songs and like at the time well it was like a frustrating thing like now i'm just like no man it was it was kurt's thing it was like his expression of this was really this, the last ep was yeah yeah it was all of us which, which, which was the like, best thing you which guys is coincidentally did. like my favorite ep but i mean all of those kurt songs it was just him like expressing this really 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 beautiful and powerful and really good thing that he has in him and that's rad that that I was, a pop song like no other yeah man. exactly and I mean, now it was just rad to like kind of be involved with that. Just to like, even if it was in a way that was just like assisting the homie, like do these things or whatever. Like that's just a really cool thing to yeah. to to like to do and to to be a part of, and then to and to just like give them that, you know. And I mean, they were awesome songs, but like, so with ours, it was just a different situation because you, you were all bringing like, stuff in and also yeah, we're like, way like, more like yeah, comedy kind of like, kind of words, like lyrics to uh, the music, whatever. Every there was all like very mutual, uh, you know, which was great. So it was just yeah, we got to celebrate, and more than celebrating ourselves, we were celebrating like each other there. Uh, it was cool because yeah. like we had all kind of okay, like Russell. 
I don't know if Ross. Oh, it was an evolution really, really of the brohood in that, like, you know, like because obviously Mazas was like a brohood, like you know. You oh, guys big time! Still, still is, man. I still yeah, like. I speak you've to got a WhatsApp like group. every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, dude, I have to ask, which drummer is in the WhatsApp group? Oh God, none of them. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. none of them, man, and all of them are such great dudes. All of them are such great dudes, and all of them, like, like I don't have like a favorite period in the band. Uh, where it was just like, yeah, it sounded best with like that dude. No, because like, each period was um, its own like distinct thing as well. Yeah, no, it was like like Adam was like a super like jazz drummer. You know? Yeah, Adam well, brought like the level up quite a yeah. bit. Like, well, Ray was like yeah. fucking great for when you guys were starting out and like yeah, you, know, yeah, you guys yeah. like were all friends because like it was what Shimmy Timster and what was the other band? <laughs> fucking, who knows, man? Um, well, filthy friend, smug and smug and Mister well. Smug. Yeah. yeah, Ray was really good for for ethos. I think when we first started, he he had a really cool brain and he had a really cool way of seeing things and thinking about things. That was yeah. really cool for us when 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 we were starting. I think. And then Maul was obviously really into kind of like big, like stadium stuff. Yeah, know? he like, loved like, his like, Foo Fighters. Yeah, like Biffy Clyro and shit. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. You know? Um, so he just bought that like heavy kind of crashy vibe, you know. But Adam was just into yeah. like the tech shit. Yeah, and then and then Steve, Steve, yes. Steve was just like a really good drummer. He was like yeah, really, he couldn't really, even fill it anywhere yeah, there. Really versatile. I mean, he was like he could drum the shit out of reggae, and then some like really no like gnarly like Norwegian black metal kind exactly. of exactly. You know? So no, but there are no drummers <laughs> in the Masters group. <laughs> wow. No sex in the champagne room, <laughs> <laughs> but. God, who was that? That was Chris Rock, yeah. I can't Sex in the Champagne Room. Any, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, no, I was talking about, okay, so going <laughs> to that thing with, like, with like other addicts for the first time. And, like, one thing, because... Ali, look at the back. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I read, like, a lot of Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell's something oh, really? that they're really, Heart really... Heart of Darkness. Hey? Heart of Darkness, Joseph no, Campbell. No, that's, um... No, oh, God, who was that again? I'm just trying to... That, that's, Joseph, that's Conrad... Conrad Joseph or Joseph Conrad, Con- Conrad something but I don't know how to one of those words is in the heart of darkness like, no, but, <laughs> sorry Joseph, no this I want to throw a Blake in there but like there's no Blake in there I don't know anyway Joseph Campbell. Jamie bring that up <laughs> so, Jamie <laughs> thanks Jamie um no so he's uh he's a well was he's passed uh, like a long time ago he was a, a mythologist actually so okay. like what he did it was really interesting he studied a lot of cultures and tribes and what have you from like all around the world and separated by like like millennia so from like like Inuit peoples to like um just like like indigenous peoples you know and he discovered like in their myths, in the stories that they're told and like in their rituals, whatever, like their stories were just so similar, like almost in like a beat for beat. So he created this, the structure of writing, like, like the, the hero's journey. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the hero's journey. So, yeah, so that's Joseph uh, Campbell, the hero's journey. That's why I know the name. Yeah. 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 That's okay. why you'd know that name. And, Are you um, sure you're not talking about Dan Harmon's Story Circle? I'm not talking. I, I love Dan Harmon's Story Circle. It's great. <laughs> They're the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then he made these, he had this really cool kind of just thought on it, which was spoken about a lot by, you know, like Eastern mysticism back then and like Taoism and uh, Zen Buddhism to a certain degree. And how like all of these things in their stories and how, so again, these guys were separated by millennia and like, uh, so like 
just geography. Well, it's been just the that. Stoics and the Buddhists, like yeah, Zen yeah. Buddhists, like having almost the exact same yeah, philosophies. Dude. Yeah, dude. Like, so Joseph Campbell's <laughs> on that whole thing of like these lessons just like emerging from like a unified consciousness. That that whole thing, you know, which again is spoken, which is spoke, which is like ultimately like like Tao. Yeah, and um, and then just the way. pure consciousness, which is in a lot of um, just like in, in in many cultures, like more more in the East, it's, it's discussed and it has been discussed since of like you know six BCE and whatever. Like it's been a thing in like all of these, uh, the these cultures. So he speaks well, about most that. cultures weren't monotheistic. Yeah, right? yeah, no, exactly. So anyway, so he just speaks about how it's like it's it's remarkable that all of these stories just emerge from these people that obviously that was just so far away. And then so he just goes on to discuss this and he discusses all like the deities and whatever and how he to him these things are just like they're like so God, Jesus, any one of like so the the Abrahamic uh, religions, whatever, and then just like other ones, whatever. Um, they're like signposts that like point towards like another concept. I like the way that he describes it. I mean, like I have many, many friends, you know, that are like, um, I don't find a lot personally in organized religion. There are just some things that, yeah. I, can't, that, that, that I can't reconcile there. And listen, I'm, I'm a lot more like, uh, I was like a huge dick about it for like yeah, a really long time. We've been a couple yeah, of assholes about yeah, it. We, we, we have been. But I've, yeah, I've been yeah. on a long journey with that. That's yeah, very no, you've been on the weird. Like, which is so, which is something that is spoken about often. Like, is it often too? Because I mean, so for me, recovery, it's it's one hundred percent a spiritual thing. It's oh yeah, 100%. like so that's the thing. I'm not yeah. spiritual at all. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I relate to spiritual concepts, but like that next level just doesn't exist for me. Like I understand mm. what people mean by it, and like you know, like when you're talking about the spiritual void, well, what's it called? Um, uh, the spiritual they, bankruptcy. Yeah, spiritual yeah, bankruptcy yeah, yeah. and that. Like I get that, yeah. but like to me, that's metaphorical. Mm. Like, so that's all, like, it really is. Like, that's how I understand all these things that people are talking about. Because to me, like, reality is reality. There is literally nothing else. Like, mm. we create all of it. Like, we, through our experiences and through passing ideas on and through people interacting with them and, like, you know, it builds and it grows and, like, the, these ideas. And, yes, they are, like, so with the stuff all being the same, mm. to me, that's just because that was the logical yeah. conclusions that people would make with we're what they we're come had. to yeah like, yeah no that is a, listen i'm really oversimplifying like, like yeah i'm, I'm just saying like the, just, to me like, the ideas of gods and stuff were the science of the top yeah yeah oh like, no oh definitely definitely because yeah. i mean like because there was no explanation for like why is the sun there now why is the sun not yeah. there now? and a lot of the spirituality and... to me is just philosophy like yeah no, no so big time. that's things i connect to with a lot of spiritual stuff on a philosophical and metaphorical level it just doesn't get internalized in that way of like a deeper meaning I yeah guess. yeah and it's, I think this is just because, like, I felt the power of God, like, when I was at church and then, you know, came to realize and that's then, not real. It was, like, it was just a thing that you were making. Yeah, it was yeah, hypnotism. It was just, yeah, like, no, it was, yeah, just being, like, mesmerized and so overwhelmed. No, it's literally hypnotism. Yeah. It's literally, like, so, yeah, yeah, that. Anyway, yeah. your experience. So, I mean, so, so being, like, uh, like, uh, like, being really, really, really vehement and aggressive in my... Um, in my atheism, yeah. you know, it became, a, it was a very difficult thing for me to be like, okay. And it's just because again, like I was saying, like all of the stuff that I had l learned and that I was trying to use to, to help me in, in recovery or to, to, to get me clean, you know, just wasn't working. And then it got to the point where I was just, I was just, I was just like, someone just tell me what to do, man. Like someone just, someone just tell me what to do. You know, and then I found this thing. And then a lot of them, and it's not that spirituality has like like a monopoly on like recovery. You know, there are like tons of dudes that just like 
put it down, you know? And then that can just put it down that first time and then just like not pick it up, you know? There are some guys, and then some guys that like find, that get it through like, through like religion and stuff like that. Yeah. So this is like this weird space in between those things, you know? Yeah. And, um, but, but I just, I, I had to look I, I had to look somewhere else. It was a bit like, you know, like Plato's cave allegory. I was sure. just like, all I was using, whatever, was just like shadows on a wall. You know, it was like, all I really knew was shadows on a wall. And the shadows on a wall, it was it was a laugh that, that it was making me use drugs. Like I, I, I was, I was dipping in and out of like misery uh, for a long time. And then at the end, it was just all misery, you know? And then just, and then just like, so I, I connected a lot with, with Plato's cave allegory. And then I was just like, maybe maybe just maybe i'm in a fucking cave here <laughs> you know what i mean and i mean that's like a, a really poor interpretation of, of that you <laughs> i know? mean sure like, but yeah like, no it's a really uh, poor interpretation but if we're just using like like the imagery or whatever and like anyone who's like big on like uh, philosophy or like plato or whatever is just gonna really everything i say here whatever like man from like recovery whatever like i'm no authority on this you sure. know like i mean there's if, I don't think if people are coming to, to this podcast for authority. I know, definitely. But I feel like, like, yeah, there are other people that know a lot more. And uh, I know very little. Again, I mean, I, I'm so new to this, you know. But I just, all I can speak about is the stuff that spoke to me and got me to like where I am, you know. And these are the things. And even so, if they're like, sort of like not complete understandings of it, whatever, they've just served such a central value. And then, um, so that took me to Joseph Campbell and Joseph Campbell started speaking about this thing that like, wasn't like the Christian God. It wasn't this or whatever. It was just something like, like the Tao. It was like, yeah. like imageless, unnameable. Like, I mean, the first line of like the Tao Te Ching is like the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. You know? Exactly. So it's just like, if you think it's God, if you can comprehend it, like it ain't God. Which is funny because <laughs> Jesus dude. said, I am the word. <laughs> the word is me. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. <laughs> And I mean, again, I, I've, I've nothing against besides like, I don't know, besides like, like systemic things and like dogmatic things, whatever. I just try like, I try not really have as much of an opinion on stuff that like I cannot change or people that brings stuff that isn't harming other people. That's my and, and like In like a personal way, like a lot of joy, you know? And I mean, like, so there's a lot of stuff like organized religion and whatever. And like, this is, and it's all stuff that like has really, uh, defeated the point of i i believe like what it began to, oh 100 you, you know yeah 100 yeah, no, so that's my like filled with agenda with stuff like, got like um not not like redacted but stuff got like taken out no, of it, it's, it's, just, put into yeah, it. But it's all political like yeah definitely what dude. people need to look at when it comes to the history of every religion is look at the politics of the time and you will see why it changed when it changed how yeah. it changed what rules were there and it's always just the ruling classes within that society trying to manipulate people a lot of the time. Yes, yeah, definitely. But that exactly, dude. But to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a God. I don't think yeah. there is because of my own personal experiences and stuff like that. But I don't bemoan anyone else for believing it because life is fucking weird, dude. Life is strange, dude. Like, okay, how the so, fuck do we get you? So, so th okay, like, this what is do you something, mean? Yeah, Millions so, of years of evolution. Like, I get that. That's a weird yeah. thought. So, like, like, the, so there's like the, the, yeah. the soteriology of it and the cosmology of it, which I both find like really fascinating. And it like, it requires like a lot of open-mindedness on my side, which is, which is I'm fucking arrogant, dude. I'm so <laughs> stubborn and close-minded and whatever. So like a part of this whole thing for me growing is to actually be open-mindedness. And just like, it's, it's just insane how all the stuff that I thought was so 
dumb for my entire life has ended up being the stuff that saved my life. It's Bro. it's crazy. So I'll be honest with you there. The meditation, the yoga, the like fucking watching Alan White's videos. It's all stuff yeah, I would have made is, fun yeah. of myself for yeah. fucking five years ago. Mm. But like pandemic hits and all those things like literally yeah, like dude. kept me oh, definitely. like, you know, from... And times it didn't. Sometimes, because also like, you know, there would be months where like I, i'm going to talk about this on the show tomorrow cool. but there were months where i would spend you know like three months doing fucking yoga every morning mm. working out every afternoon meditating fucking writing doing all the things and then there'd be three months of drinking alone fucking watching bojack horseman in the dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> right? so yeah so for me like i have definitely found like that like yeah a lot of that stuff that i would have made fun of is just dope like yeah, no, I hate it's like, very cool. the fucking the bells and whistles around a lot of it, you know. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, no, that's very much not your thing. Yeah. Yeah. For like, me, um like I began as I like, like the tools. <laughs> exactly. give, me the, give me the tools. Give me the function part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's like when we were speaking about TM, you know, yeah, and so you're this like, was, this is exactly where I wanted like, to go. TM's cool, but then there's the whole the, the there, there's, part of it. There's the, the ritual where like, you know, you gotta offer the sweet fruit and you light the candle and you gotta buy a handkerchief and stuff like that. And you've got to go to like so we can get into TM because did you get into it because of David Lynch? We've got like a whole bunch of unfinished things. Oh, uh, good damn. Yeah, but so no, no, no. But yeah, yeah, how no. long do you have, by the way? Because we can talk for. A no, while. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, dude. Okay. Um, so this one's no, cool. I, t- I took leave today, so it's okay. okay I just so, got to check, okay. but I'm still kind of on the clock. No, no, but yeah. I'm, I'm in no rush, dude. But yeah, no, 100, absolutely, David Lynch, because I, I, I idolize David Lynch, but also, uh. I really, he was speaking about this thing that I felt like I needed, yeah. you know, that that would really, really help me with no, the way he, that I was feeling. He was the reason why, like, I went into a lot of, yeah. like, the, like, the journey. But, like, the more I researched TM, I didn't like the bells and whistles <laughs> around it. I, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like, uh, the, but the method, like, so I'll break it down simply from my understanding because I haven't gone to a TM, like, a uh, teacher or mm-hmm. anything. But you do. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell me what the actual experience is like. But I just you know, realize, like I learned that the whole thing is you just need a mantra that you repeat mm. out loud for 20 minutes. And <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah. Dude, so so why a teacher is good, and it's like, listen, they're, they're good for many reasons, but the main reason for me was just because I'm so critical and I'm so... I'm just, doing it right. Yes, exactly. And so there's that paranoia. There's a lot of that when it comes to meditation. Exactly. There's that paranoia, you know, that just completely eliminates Because the nothing happens for like months. <laughs> like, yeah, I, do, I don't know. For me, it started maybe, happening maybe really quick. months, but like, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, definitely. Like the first time you do this shit, you're like, nothing happened. Like for me, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're like, wait, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't like cross a threshold or anything like that. Yeah, it's like I just and wasted twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you feel like you're not doing it right, you know? Yeah, no. So, so I, I, I was taught taught TM, and and it was it was cool. Like it was cool, but I mean, with like everything else process? being such like a not what the the process. Yeah. So like you went to a teacher. You said they taught you. How long did you go to them for? Like three days, dude. Three days. Oh, did you just go for one course? No, no, three days. Oh, man, I didn't, like, go to the mountains for, like, a month or something Oh, like you didn't that. do the whole, like, <laughs> no, shtick? No, just... no, no, I didn't. No, okay. I didn't. Uh, because it obviously, it, it, it costs money to, like, to learn that Well, thing. so that's uh, why I didn't do it, because it costs a couple grand, like, to, yeah. like, do it. And, I mean, I know... Wow, so this has been... This is the first time this has happened in a long time, but we are recording off of the Zoom, and uh, <laughs> the batteries died. So... <laughs> 
Yeah, good old, like it's like it's one of those things. And I even had like other batteries charging and I was like, these are charged enough. Like I am prepared. So. Yeah, that's being an adult, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> but I didn't, I mean, I didn't think we'd go this long, I guess. So like <laughs> if it had been an hour, would have nailed it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're talking about TM and how like some of the yeah. ritualness of it is like helpful or yeah no no listen I'm, I'm just fascinated by all of it and again that's just it's like it's like exercising open-mindedness but that's the beautiful thing about tm and all of these just if it's like spiritual seeking or just reading stuff whatever like the entire point is like you can take what you need and leave the rest amen like you can you can take what you need and leave the rest behind like that's completely okay you know, it isn't like, so that's really that's beautiful. That's my journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. No, no, that, that is, that is it. Although I that think. is like postmodernism, like at its fucking core and like fucking, what's his name? Jordan Peterson would just be like fucking traditional, like traditional <laughs> is all that matters. Man, listen, yeah, God. Whereas like, I do like, I mean, I mean, he's not the only one who criticizes the, like the postmodern life in that like. You know, you can pick up, like, you can be, like, you can have Buddhist and Christian principles. I mean, there are principles within both those things. Like, yeah, yeah, over. yeah. But, like, yeah, like, that you can, you know, be Buddhist and you can listen to punk rock and you can, like, do yeah. all these different <laughs> things. And it's like, yeah, you fucking can. Exactly, like, that's the dude. cool thing now. Like, it's like, you don't have to be so dogmatic about, like, I am this thing. Yeah, no, exactly, dude. Like, I mean, you want to be, uh, you want to experience, like, a lot of everything. You know, that, that's the point. So to well, get not too much of everything. As you, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, you want to experience a lot of, of, of laugh. But you that's know? the thing. There's not more of, to laugh. Yeah, exactly. Substances. You want to experience a lot of laugh, not a lot of trying to control yourself and your life. Basically, you just want to see like, life is powerful, man. And like, there's a lot of like, and this is coming from a place of like extreme, extreme privilege here. But like, there's like. Life is like to, to me lately. It's like a fucking miracle, dude. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Like my day. Like, 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 like I, like I, I wake up and I enjoy like the miracle of life, like every day. And I mean, it's a, it's a brand new thing to me. And I mean, that's just speaking personally. Well, you also obviously um, been dealing I, with depression alongside the shit, then. But, yeah. No. And 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 with. I mean, yeah. continue, like. You know, like because what you're talking about like a matter of like coming this, out of depression, yeah. you know. No, and then then going back into it. I mean, I wouldn't call it depression because it isn't for like long episodes, but like all of the the fear and the anxiety and the panic and all of the stuff that got me so like deep into like fucking out oh, whatever is still very much there, and yeah. it and it presents itself. But that's because like I mean, I, I can't remember where it's from, but I know Alan Watts does talk about it. I I think it might be it might be from like Zen Buddhism, but he's like there's once you lose the illusion that like we're meant to have a happy life <laughs> like it's cool because we're meant to have a human experience a fucking man. we're meant to have a human experience like if you have if something's just like happy or you just live with this like beatific vision you know it's going to become like just cosmically what the fuck does boring that mean? you just, just said a word like that i don't know beatific vision yeah it's from uh, like beowulf dude that. Oh shit! Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, it's like it's a beautiful. Like everything's beautiful and great all the time, whatever. And you never had to stress about like or get scared for this thing, whatever. Or if everything's just great for so long, whatever, it becomes like insipid, you know? Whatever. Oh, yeah. So that's like, and also when you're just straight up, like, and again, this is just speaking from my personal experience because I can't speak for anyone else. And there's so much fucked up shit that people are going through that. Like, I, I, yeah, again, I can only speak about like my experiences and like what's happening for me. Like if things like stay at that level of comfort for so long, there's absolutely no need to, to grow. 
and and growing always means dealing with with pain. Um, just yeah, pretty gro- much. Growing pains is a thing, you know, because there's fear, there's uh, being scared that you're going to suck. There is actually sucking, and then there's learning <laughs> from that. I and mean, then, you're like, talking about the you... process of literally learning anything, anything, you know, anything. And and so it's weird. It's, it's weird how we kind of consider that when we think about like tasks and skills or whatever, but we don't think about that in terms of living. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. So we're so terrified. I know I am. I'm terrified. You asked me like why I didn't want people to know about it, whatever. It's because I am so afraid of the way that I am perceived by people. It's been a huge thing for me. I'm so worried what the next dude thinks of me. And it's something that like a guy that's really helped me in recovery has told me like often. He's like, what people think of you is none of your business. A fucking man. Yeah. He's like, what people think of you is none of your business, my dude. You just gotta live your life. You just gotta do the right like just just do the right thing. Like just carry on doing the right thing. Just help that person. Like you don't gotta like him, but you gotta love him in like a weird <laughs> way, you know? And um Christian so, shit. So, so no, no, that's like the ethos in in um in addict helping one another, you know? Because I mean, oh, that's fair. Because addicts, yeah. like, I can imagine there must be some. Uh... <laughs> so that's so that's also the thing. Well, like, I think like the recovery method that you went with instead of like rehab might be slightly better, is because rehab has people who are still like recovering from just being on drugs, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. All together man. talking about their shit, whereas like the like other recovery methods where like you can get together a group and, you know, talk about it together. There's people there who have like years of experience and like, Mm. you know, I feel like that is a bit more comforting almost if you go into it, you know, like instead of like the whole, like rehab seems pretty fucking traumatic. Like to be completely honest, Mm. chatting to people who have been to it. I mean, sometimes it seems pretty chilled. (laughs) (laughs) Depending which facility. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if you're at one of those, but even that when it's chilled, it's probably pretty bad sometimes because, you know, like then shit's easier. Like, you know, you're not actually recovering. Yeah. Um, So what what rehab is, it's so, uh, what's so important about rehab is that some people they do, uh, they need to like kind of go away for a bit to like, so there's that whole thing of like, Let's say uh, you left a, a tap on upstairs and now your house is flooding, whatever. You don't just like try like sweep away the water, whatever. You got to go turn off the fucking tap. Fair. And treatment for a lot of people is that. It's a place that they go to uh, like put the cork in the bottle That's or whatever. Fair. You know? And then, so there's still like recovery. It, it's it's a maintenance thing as well. So typically, like a lot of a lot of people, they they will go to treatment and then they'll come it's out, a, and, they'll and then they'll still carry on working with like other a program, uh, yeah, other addicts in recovery. Yeah, yeah, a program. Yeah, I just went that route from the get go. I just sought out. Uh, well, I was pointing towards. I can't say I sought out anything again. Well, the, yeah, the, 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 friend, other... the friend that I helped, the friend that helped me out, just told me exactly what to do, and that was what I wanted. Because again, at that point, I was just like, someone just, someone just told me how to do this. Because like, I, I'm this is this is too much pain. So it's what they say about recovery, and it's like it's it's like a critical mass. You know, it's like when just the pain of change is like less than the pain of staying the same. And so, this, okay, yeah, 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 basically. So, so that had happened and I was ready for it and, and I wanted it. And like one day at a time, like just for today, like I, I really want it, you know? So I was carrying on doing the stuff that, that I have to do, which is helping others. Um, and that's, that's never something I've, that's something I've never done my entire yeah, life, dude. Yeah, you've never really I've been like. I've never done that. I've never done that. Yeah, you've been like, pretty I've been, so, I've been so <laughs> selfish my entire life, dude. I've only ever thought about myself and viewed things from the context of myself. Like something bad happens to a person. I'm like, 
how's this going to affect me? Like, <laughs> dude, dude, that, that's honestly like the truth. And just like this whole thing of like, how is like, if, if I'm like in like a staff room or something and one of my colleagues gets like called to speak to like the boss or whatever, the first thing that goes through my mind is just like, it's like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, like, 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 like that's what, me like, though, like, but like, that's from school. <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah. Well, that's like evidence by like, oh, I did that thing wrong. But like, even if I've done nothing wrong, my my thinking's just like, what did I, what did I do to to that person? Like, what what are they talking about? Like, what are they talking about me? You know, and just so so that's just completely self obsessed. Yeah, completely self obsessed. Paranoia. Yeah, exactly. So I've just so I've never I really to that. And um, so now the recovery, it's given me an, an opportunity to to be of service to to like people which which i, I never have been and that and gives also, you like you know fucking it's it's, it's something what, to live for yeah it's it's what um it's it's what keeps like a lot uh, it's it's what like it's, it's how you grow in recovery because you learn so much about yourself while doing it and also just because it's so like non-transactional you know it's like a and it isn't giving physically in terms of like there's no cash involved or anything like that it's yeah. like a give physically receive spiritually yeah, kind of you thing. really shouldn't give yeah. addicts cash anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. um but yeah so what were we talking about? <laughs> well, we were talking what about, we talking about? Um, what we were we saying. We love people. Pardon? Yeah. But, yeah, no. Oh, oh, yeah, like, okay, yeah, no. You, so, you can't, you don't have to like them, but you have to love them. And it is because I was, yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah. like, yeah, there's characters. I know more yeah, characters no, from wow. rehab than AA because like a lot of the people I know who went to rehab went back a few times and then carried on doing drugs. So like, that's why I do, like I've got my own issues like with the certain recovery programs because of certain dogmas and stuff, but I also don't know what the reality is. And mm. I appreciate how much recovery programs help people you know like and i see the genuine like that's the thing like i who cares about the dogma if it saves someone's fucking life Mm. like in my mind you know like i know multiple people who have had their lives changed for the better and it's a big time and it's like it's one of those things where i'm like you know like sometimes i feel like oh i wish i could have done something but it's also like People are gonna do shit for themselves. Like yeah. recovery is a thing that like you have to choose, right? Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, exactly. That's um, yeah. People, someone will get clean like when they want to get clean. You know, so it's when that whole thing happens when the the pain of changing is is less than the pain of staying the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't actually quite talk about your. Well, we were started on your bottom. Uh, the four oh, beers yeah, in the morning. Yeah, no, lying no, to so, your girlfriend. Yeah, so I had I just like I yeah I was just like li- lying to everyone basically, yeah. and then I just like. Uh, I had and I'd noticed it before, but this time it was just like a full realization of like just like I was like to- I was in so much pain and I was just so like on the brink of like it just being over, you know. And I was totally alone; like no one had a fucking clue like what was happening at that time. And uh, and I just I felt that spiritual bankruptcy. I felt like um, like I describe it as like when i started when i started wanting to get clean and then i was putting i was just trying really hard but it just wasn't working um i felt like like everything that like i was i meant to be or that uh, my purpose is or that's like beautiful about me whatever had kind of like was like leaking out of a crack that that I had like in me or whatever and it was just leaking out and whatever and then I just saw like so now it's just empty of all that goodness and then I was just getting filled up with bad and I just like look in the mirror and I just like fucking spit and I just be like fuck you dude like that was my relationship just with myself at that point and then and 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 with others as well 
and um and then just something something smarter than me um that part of my brain just like I don't know, just like KO'd for like five minutes, dude. And like this other part of me, which is like, I mean, it's like when Alan, Alan, um, Alan Watts and these dudes, they speak about like, you know, this consciousness or like Taoism speaks about like, you know, the Tao the that exists in you that's not separate from from anything else. Yeah. I just, I, and I don't remember having the intention to like, I am going to message this person now, whatever. It just sort of happened. I just messaged that person and they told me what to do. And then um, I want to. I would love to say that I stopped drinking once they told me what to do. But I, I carried on for that day. Um, I, I carried on, and uh, then the next day. That sounds yeah. like actually exactly how it would go. <laughs> like I wouldn't imagine <laughs> your phobia is deep already. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. It was probably more, man. No, but you know more. what I mean. Like yeah. the thing is, it's when you're on a substance, it's not necessarily the best time to get See, off of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what they say about this thing is that like, it's a threefold, it's a threefold illness, you know? So there's the physical aspect of it, which is the the phenomenon of craving. Yeah. Like even though your body is like, fuck you, stop, you just kind of can't. Yep. Then there's the mental aspect, which is the, the obsession, the obsession of it. So like, when when I woke up, I was just like obsessed with 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 drinking. Like I had to do it because like everything else just seemed really difficult, and I had to do that in order to be able to do this kind of thing. And then there's that that spiritual aspect they mentioned, which is what what Jung said. You know that misguided search for spiritual wholeness. There was something else I wanted to say about Jung. Yeah, no. So when we were speaking about, so we were speaking about deities and stuff like that, yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you were speaking about like, how like the world is crazy and shit and whatever. So like one thing. So when I first started this whole thing, so Campbell pointed me towards Jung. Yeah, yeah like pointed Jung. me towards Jung. And then with Jung, I like he he spoke on it was some radio station, and the guy asked him, he was like, "Do you do you believe in God, whatever?" And he was like, "I don't have to believe. I know." Like, and then there was like a lot of puzzling over that. People were like, what the fuck does that mean? And they're like, wait, is he like, so it, does he belong to like, like this church or like that religion, whatever. And eventually just to like shut everyone the fuck up. <laughs> he kind of like wrote a letter to the BBC and he, what did he say, man? I, I do remember it, but I'm probably going to mess it up. He's like, so God is the name by which like I designate everything that violently and recklessly crosses my willful path and upsets my subjective point of view, my opinions, so and God my intentions. The devil to him. <laughs> no, no, and my intentions, changing my life sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Uh, okay. So God is just the stuff that we can't control. And then, like what Campbell went on to, he went on to elaborate that, like, so this thing is definitely real stuff happens that we are not in control of. Sometimes we end up for better. Sometimes we end up for worse because sometimes we do end up for better, dude. Like I know that if like all of my plans had to go like according to plan, like I wouldn't be here, man. Like if, if something hadn't severely screwed with my plans and by something, I mean like many, many variables and many sequences. Bro, if my life had gone well, I would, definitely be cancelled because I would have been a complete asshole who yeah, probably yeah, dude. Like- dude if all of our like best laid plans or whatever like like worked like it would have been really bad and some of the worst we'd, things that have happened we'd probably to, be to doing me, whales together right now dude exactly some of the worst things that have happened to me were uh, absolutely like, the best things that happened to me because it was like that whole like that whole like dark night of the soul you know and um that just that that absolute pain so it's like how, how hegel man like he he posed that you know for like consciousness to awaken itself it had to like create this like unbearable suffering whatever um but i mean so i just know like a lot of those things it either steered me in directions or it taught me something about myself but in one way or another there was growth from it
you know? Yeah, I mean, there's like no, there's no like denying that things in my life have happened, like just way outside of my control, you know? So then like, I was kind of like putting, and again, so like I was telling you about my place and like, sure, listen, I did it the hard way because a lot of people like find a higher power and whatever, there's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's more effortless. But again, for me, just being that a certain way my entire life, my my ego and my thinking, and also like being an academic, you know, yeah. who, whose job essentially is to deconstruct things and unpack things and look for the faults and things or whatever. I was just like, oh, fuck, Jesus, how am I going to do this? How am I now going to like kind of just be all like leap of faith into something? I was just like, and I was like, oh my God, is this whole thing going to work for me and whatever? And then, but then you realize that life is just one long leap of faith. Exactly, dude. That's what it is. So, so that, so what Young said, what I was just like, well, sure, that stuff does happen, whatever. And then Joseph, uh, Joseph Campbell expanded. He was just like, yeah. So, the, knowing that this is definitely a reality, there is stuff outside your control. The best thing we can do is try to have a benevolent, and if not that, like then no, so an advantageous, if not advantageous, if not benevolent, then at least like an accepting relationship with this thing. I mean, because this, acceptance was a hard thing. This for is Camus like. shit right here. This is Sisyphus <laughs> roiling the pot. Like, you know, one yeah. must imagine Sisyphus happy. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like... dude. Yeah, man. So then like um <laughs> and because I mean that's another thing for for like a personality like mine is like uh I'm I'm stubborn. I, I find it hard to accept things that I don't like, you know. And then I try I try control and I try to change those things. And because just life is so fucking powerful, you can't really change much but yourself, you know. In <laughs> and my through experience, that, it's hopefully yes, the exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it begins. The responsibility begins with you, I think. And again, this is just speaking personally um, from a place of like I can call it absolute privilege, dude. That the only thing I can really change, like, is is myself. And then, but through that, I'm able to make a positive impact in in some in small ways or in big ways or whatever but it's just it's some positive impact which is something that i've never done my entire life you know and i've never really understood the saying of charity begins at home yeah absolutely like it kind of does it's like sort your own shit out and then you can help other people is that dude i mean so like with uh, with like one of the recovery programs that's like a thing and so it's like the three whatever's whatever so it's like so it's clean god sorry clean clean god (laughs) (laughs) clean god clean yeah, clean house, uh, help others trust God. Those are the things. So clean house. So just like sort your shit out, basically. Just make sure that you're doing the right thing. And trust but, God really no, just means accept life. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. It means that. It means just be patient with things. The, Sorry. Not, like not everything's about you, my dude. Sorry, I went just, straight to that one. but <laughs> No, 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 it is. Um, and then help others. Yeah, just help others. And then I've also figured out like where... I can help others. But and those like, are like the three like tenets of like every religion. Yeah, exactly. Of like, like yeah. all of them ever. Yeah, like, th- that you really want them to Satanism, like get it right. But even Satanism is actually pretty close to yeah, that as no, well. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not far from it, man. It's not far from it. And um, that's it. I, I know, listen, I know barely anything. So I'm speaking here about how like there are irreconcilable differences between me and organized religions, whatever. I know very little. I know very little. Oh yeah, it would, it would be a very. It's, it's a passion. It'd be a very douchey <laughs> thing for me to say, like you know, like like and like I don't want to say like fuck these guys and like whatever, you know, uh, just because there's absolutely nothing I I can do. Also, to... fuck Scientologists. Actually, I'm going yeah. to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And then another cool thing has just been figuring out like where where I can help because I did have this thing. Listen, I'll, I I'm. I'm a very self-censored person and I, and I, 
I am prone to acting very selfishly unless I'm aware of it. When I'm aware of it, then I can then I can do do the other thing. You yeah, know, because like that's but, also um, the thing is sometimes you don't necessarily know you're being an asshole because you're so self centered. Yeah, dude, I, I so know that that's <laughs> from thing. myself so, and from dealing with you. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> fuck you. No, no, but <laughs> absolutely, dude. Definitely. Like, because at the end of the day, I think, man, there's there's no way that people don't, they, listen, some people are more aware than others, but like, there is this weird, uh, there's like this intuition that like, maybe it's at the end of the day, maybe it's like a month after thing, whatever, but there's like this little like, I shouldn't have done that kind of thing. And for me, it like, it like remains and it just gets bigger and almost just like the area around it gets like gross and infected. And eventually it's just like, yeah, it's just like there's a guilt and shame and anxiety and fear of like, is that who I am kind of thing? And like, whereas the truth is like, yeah, that's, that's something that you can do if you don't sort your shit out <laughs> and like just learn to not kind of do that again sort of thing yeah, but you also like I guess a part of the process is accepting that sometimes you are going to do it again yeah, exactly like exactly. fucking up's that's... inevitable but what do you do after you fuck up absolutely dude yeah. absolutely you just you 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 repair you try your absolute best you be willing to fix what you've just done because sometimes sometimes you can't you know sometimes people that oh, we, we've done wrong by have, have like die or something and then so you can't get stuck in that like well I can't make a man I can't better this I mean, whole it's thing also whatever. sometimes they just don't want to hear it like exactly. I know from my experiences so like I like have done <laughs> like reparations well not reparations but like <laughs> I've apologized to many people like for my behaviors over the years because there was a period where like I started becoming a bit more woke as they say yeah, yeah. and just did analyze my own behavior and did mm-hmm. like like this sounds like terrible to say but it's the fucking truth it's once i started to see women as people again (laughs) (laughs) wow no because i mean i did i had a lot of resentment and i didn't necessarily like treat women well like in my early 20s like 100 percent. like that's the truth i was dealing with a lot of issues and i put those issues onto people and so i went back and apologized to some of them and some of them blocked me (laughs) which they have every right exactly i'm just like fucking fair enough but like you know going through that process because that was just a personal choice like that was just a holy shit i've been a fucking Mm. like i've been in a haze of like you know self-involvement essentially of just like seeing the world and seeing people seeing the world is only my own world and seeing people as like you know just responses to me like essentially you know like they're not like their own person they're someone reacting to me exactly dude that's it that's exactly like oh man you're speaking my language (laughs) yeah like yeah yeah we were similar in some ways and i'm not putting like an all lives matter thing here but like eventually like (laughs) okay as to you (laughs) it for me was like a like you weren't treating women like people. Like I wasn't treating people like people. Well, <laughs> I wasn't considerate of like anyone. Well, if you kind of look at like what like, we've been saying about assholeness at that time, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd say like women in particular, but yeah, there were a lot of people who yeah. I was just being an asshole yeah. to then. Yeah, and it's it's the for me a lot of it. It's the and um and I speak to a lot of people about this. It's the it's it begins with the being willing, you know? So if there are some amends that you can't make or whatever, just that being willing to do it, it, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's okay. You know, cause that, that is a, because a big part of recovery and it's a really healthy thing is to just kind of, and it's something I have to do at a later stage is you basically have to, everything that I've gotten away with in my life, 
I have to not get away with. (laughs) Basically, I need to, I need to tell like the person like what happened and everything. And I mean, there's no fucking chance in hell I will ever do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. See, like, like, there's some people who are like, I've apologized to because they know about things and blah blah blah, but like. You don't know about the shitty things I did. You're not going to know. See, like, I, I just, I, I have to. I have to deflate no, my, my, my that ego shit. to that it's not, degree. It's not my ego. It's like, well, maybe it is. It is your ego. <laughs> it is your ego. You don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to be humiliated. You want yeah, the person to forgive you. Experience. And maybe they're not. <laughs> no, exactly. No, it's, it's like, man, it's going to be a shitty experience. And like, and it, it, listen, it's... it's probably also going to be a shit experience for the other person well, that's, they're, they're that's what, more than yeah. like what i'm worried about like, yeah it's no more so like oh it, here's the thing you didn't actually even know about like but like I yeah that's so, horrible like yeah, so if that's, it's not going to be helpful for them so it's like you 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 try get a, you try not get away with things you got away with unless doing so is going to injure the person in which case in which case because while you're doing that sort of thing it's very freeing for you as well because i mean like if i had to make amends to like most of the people but not two i would go on for the rest of my life to obsess over those two people sure so it's got to like it's like if i'm going to clean this thing i'm going to clean this thing you know and so like the the personal benefit is that i i get to do that I get to do that, and and that's beautiful. And yeah, then there's a lot of healing that comes from that. Its own version of this. <laughs> what what confession? Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, it's a lot. It's, it's slightly different. Yeah, it's a lot more than confession because the whole thing is like, if you broke a dude's window or whatever, you got to go back and replace that window. You can't be like, sorry, I broke your window, bro. That's even worse. <laughs> kind of Fuck. Yeah, it's like a it's like a whole thing, dude. It's like a whole thing. Um. So, fuck, what were we talking okay. This is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about this. But I don't know if it was meant to return to a point. But no, so we were speaking about like helping others and whatever. Yeah. So another thing that I've, I realized about myself is that I have to, I can seldomly afford myself the opportunity to to get angry about stuff. Wow. Um, because something just becomes uncontrollable in me and it's very threatening to 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 my recovery you know i understand that and even like if it's the just times that like i like yeah head into the booze is like if i'm angry like exactly or resentful like it's like yeah exactly yeah. dude exactly so that's why i mean so like going out isn't like quote unquote triggering for me or whatever going out isn't no but it's also I mean, you go out with the crew and like you guys all like seem to like you know, be there for each other. Oh, yeah, no, totally, totally, dude. But I just want to wrap up this point. Yes. Because otherwise, going to, so, um, yeah, I mean, like, it isn't uh, good times that, that would make me want to drink. And I mean, just like, just for today, <laughs> like, I don't have the desire, you know, because of doing the stuff that I do. I've, yeah. I've, I've, like, the desire to to use has, has been lifted. But when there are emotional... Yeah, but when it's emotional things. So it's like, it's the emotional, it's, it's fear and anger and resentment, whatever. Like the times where I'd hit the fuck it switch is where something had just happened and I was extremely like embarrassed or like angry, whatever, is when I'd be like, oh, well, fuck this. And I guess the problem and with I'd the fuck it, it switch, especially for you, would have been that it just stays on. It stays on. It stays on again. Like, okay. it, and it would just, it would, it just, and then for longer and longer periods of time, like as I got older, you know, until eventually it was, it was just 24 seven. Like that was just my life, you know, it was just my life. And like every moment where like, I, I remember once I, I had to I had to get loaded before and this is I'm not making this up before I spoke to my grandmother I was so anxious Jesus. I was so anxious and I was just thinking like 
I was just like, 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 what, what's this conversation going to be about? Like, what are we, what are we going to say to each other? Like, is it going to be? I was thinking about like awkward pauses, and so I, I needed to take off the edge for a conversation with my grandmother. So, like, see, that was the sort of stuff that that was the sort of stuff that it got to the point where like that would trigger me, you know. And um, so, good times and stuff don't trigger me. It, it's getting angry, whatever. So, I need to be very, very selective with things that. So, which is why, like, and I mean, like. I, I haven't backed off away from causes, whatever. I just, I, I, I can't be as the right vocal lines. and there and whatever as I can. Um, or like, because I, that will just render me incapable eventually. And I wouldn't be able to do anything to help. Because- I actually find like that to be pretty relatable. Cause like my, like, so like depression shit leads to alcohol shit for me. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And like my depression often doesn't come from my own life. Like my, my life's pretty mm. rad. I, yeah. My, depression comes from the world like it always has no, totally. like i've spent my entire life like you know you know like fucking t- chatting to me has not always been you know the most posy thing <laughs> <laughs> one way to put it yeah like mm. i can be pretty negative about the way the Neggy. world is about things and that and like yeah for me yeah taking steps back and just like understanding that bro you can't care about everything like yeah it will break you like no dude or just try try be a part of listen you can in your own way be a, a standing solution of course stuff. just but sim- you, can't care, simply, you can't do it all like no, no i can't, you can't. help you fucking can't. kids getting shots in america like i just can't yeah, that's not yeah. a problem i can help with but i can fucking give a kid a blanket outside and i yeah. know that's like controversial in its own ways or whatever you know people have their own fucking theories about how to deal with homeless people mine is Give them fucking money and clothes because yeah, they dude. need it. <laughs> dude, definitely. But, definitely. But, like, yeah, but there are bigger are... ways to deal with things. And, yeah, no. But yeah, like so, yeah, as I was saying, it's more like about not getting too despondent about the global issues and figuring out ways yeah, to actually no, be helpful. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. No, for me, so it's getting despondent and getting angry, you know, like I can't, something could infuriate me so hard. I, I can't actually allow myself and again this is just personally speaking um i can't allow myself to go on facebook and like write a fucking angry status about it whatever because i'm just gonna get worked up and when i get worked up like like there, there are we dangerous the, ends to we it we were literally the kings of like the yeah i know i know dude and i like, no wonder i felt so sick all the damn time you know but i mean so like what that's what a good point has given way. me is a place where i can help people and um and that's it's what i do it's like I spend a lot of time like doing it, you know, because it's also something it's like this whole thing was given to me, you know, like it, it was literally given to me. I mean, you um, chose to, yeah, no, I, I, I chose to be willing and, enough and to go continue to choose. And then I chose and to every day listen. is a choice. Like, yeah. 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 No, no. So there's a choice, but I mean like this whole thing, this way of life and whatever it was given to me. And there's like 100 fucking percent of absolute responsibility to just tell people that this is a thing that recovery's here like it's possible like it's it's not that far away you just got to be you got to be willing for it and i mean not like that listen far away don't okay? fucking lie <laughs> it's not well i mean like, it's not God, but it is there are, there are addicts in recovery everywhere dude i think i honestly think that everyone well, well, I'm knows saying, some like, people in recovery no of course oh yeah, oh yeah that's what you mean yeah that's what when i, I mean. say it's not that far away i mean well when i call that out it's more like no it's a journey oh no i mean like geographically <laughs> it's not that far away <laughs> like, it's, it's like because the thing is like it's not a yeah overnight thing yeah, no, it's it is a it's it's not a destination. It's not somewhere you get to. That's why, like, I mean, 
there's the whole like recovered recovering thing yeah and um so i mean like i'm I'm in recovery i'm gonna be in recovery can you ever be a recovered alcoholic i don't know there there are there are i don't want to say like schools of of certain schools of like alcoholics whatever but i mean there's there was like some debate of some i don't know man like but, i don't i don't well, know yeah it's, um, it's, it can be kind of dangerous i guess because like i mean yeah we've had friends who've been in recovery and then thought they could handle stuff and then exactly had to go back to recovery so, so, so. That, that that is what happens um it, it's called complacency basically because what happens is you're in recovery so long enough your life becomes manageable again you've healed the relationship with your wife with your kids with your parents like you 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 got a job um you're living good again and then you just forget all, all of the that terrible stuff shit. you forget all of that stuff and you're like you think like this is my life you totally forget that you're like a drug addict because <laughs> your <laughs> life is so manageable and so rad that you just forget you know nobody else does um, <laughs> yeah dude and then that's how people that's how people slip you know and then like that's what's beautiful about it as well it's like people slip and like i mean what we do know about this this disease is that it 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 it'll kill you. It it will it kills it kills people. You yeah. know. So I mean. So that's that's the issue. That's what's really scary about people about like slipping and stuff like that. But the beautiful thing is that it's always there, and like you're gonna get nothing but so much fucking love if you've slipped and you like reach out to another addict or whatever. They're just gonna fucking do everything they can to help you in your recovery. You know. So that's that's a cool thing. So because there's there's not much I can do with a lot of social justice things. There's not much I can do with a lot of like infrastructural things or whatever. But this is like one place where like I I, I like I can like as a person, and then with with other people, you know, we get to kind of just help, and that's cool. And I've never had that before, so it's like a very ful- fulfilling thing. That, that I'm really grateful for. And it's something that's, that's such a hugely important thing for me. Like, I mean, you check me here, like checking my phone, like all the time, whatever. Like I, I didn't used to do that, dude. And I'm not looking no, for like work stuff. You were stuff. someone who like fucking sometimes didn't have your phone for three days. But... Yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. Yeah, it's it, it's cool. Like it's, it, it also gives me a very full life. And just because like, so helping helping others is such a big part of it because like when you're just so hung up on your own shit and your own problems, whatever, and you're just sort of like gnawing on this bone trying to like think and you're obsessed and whatever, like the most effective break you can take from it is just by going and help. So there's someone somewhere that could use a hand with something for me i'm really fortunate because like being a teacher there's always a student that's struggling with something you know there's always like like i don't know like like a friend who i could just like get in touch with or someone in recovery you just like check up on them whatever but i mean like so in big ways or small ways but when you spend that time helping someone else you come back to your own stuff with like a really like like a a feeling of purpose you know um i mean i think that is the big like thing with addiction is a lack of purpose like it's yeah. like because it, it takes away all of your purpose until exactly. you eventually believe that you just cannot do anything you've maybe burned so many bridges or you've trashed so many things or maybe the fear of doing stuff has just become so great that you don't have a purpose anymore yeah yeah the fear of doing stuff that. so then you're just like i mean yeah you just you're just by yourself in a room your your friends are gone um, and it's just you and it's just like pain, 
you know. Welcome and, to the pandemic. <laughs> exactly, man. And that's what, so we were speaking about how like you got into like Alan Watts and meditation whenever during this pandemic. So it almost was for like, for every, like on a global scale. And I mean, it was so, it was so devastating, you know, but in a way for just like people as individuals who weren't like immediately affected in ways like they were losing family or they were like losing jobs and whatever. It kind of shut everyone into this box that was just sort of like, look Whoever. at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at yourself. And it was so, it was like, like a critical mass, basically. It reached a critical mass where like, you know, some of us walked out, like, like if it wasn't for COVID-19, man, I don't know. Like, because my, because all of a sudden my responsibilities kind of got taken away. I could, I could get loaded and like uh, go to work. Basically, I didn't have to like, see like a, a boss well, or I think, anything yeah, like that. The problem that. with pandemic is for a lot of people, it, like I know personally, there were times where I drank fucking way too much, way too yeah, often. dude. Because of the loneliness. Because yeah, of exactly, the, like, man. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's really, I mean, a lot of people came out of that with this like new perspective, you know, even if it's in things like, so, I mean, and we were just talking about like meditation, whatever, it's such yeah. a healthy thing. And, yeah. um, but then, I mean, I, like a lot of us like didn't walk out. It crushed a lot of us. Like, yeah. like we lost a lot of people. Yeah. Um, literally, like not like from the pandemic, but like a lot of people, it was just like way too much, you know? So that's like really, it's, it's no, it's, it's hectic, man. It was, it was, it was absolutely fucking dreadful thing for so many, but then so fortunately um, for a lot of people, they, they, they came out having learned so goddamn much about themselves and just like really got to see like what their reality was and decide to change it yeah and so shit no it's hectic man it's like and that that reminds me uh, it makes me think so much of like there's that it's from one of the Taoist texts that parable you know the 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 farmer the son and, and his horse do you know that i'm not sure okay so there's this farmer and his son and they're like flat broke they don't own anything except this horse like this one horse and then one day the horse runs away and like, that's it. That's all the stuff they had. So like the son and the neighbors, whatever, are freaking out. They're like, oh my God, that is so terrible, unfortunate. Yeah. That's so terrible. Yes, I know yeah. this. And I love this parable. Yeah. And the farmer's like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, must I continue it or do you? Yes, yeah, so you could tell for the people like <laughs> okay. listening at home. Yeah. Like, we don't want to stop so, it there. So then months go and and uh, the other the the neighbors and the sons just like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. The farmer's like maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, and then months later, uh, the horse comes back with a whole bunch of wild horses, and uh, the neighbors and the sons just like this is so cool. This is the best thing ever. And the farmer's like maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, and then so while the son's trying to break in uh, one of the horses. Uh, he falls off and breaks his leg. And the villagers are like, oh, your son's broken his leg. It's the worst thing ever. And he's just like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, you know? And then, so the son's got a broken leg and he's miserable and everything. And then um, these neighboring barbarians take arms like against this community. And uh, they begin conscripting in the community. And like nine out of 10 soldiers that are conscripted end up dying. But the son is not conscripted because he has a broken leg. And so they're like, your son wasn't conscripted. That's so great. And the father's just like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, you know? So it's just like, so I, I I have no idea what the plan is, dude. Like, I have no idea. I have no control over it. Like, I have no way of predicting anything. The future, the future has just been absolutely different to like everything i yeah, thought it was future, gonna be like, yeah. you know it's not what it's not the future we we're promised growing up <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean with something so it's just like so it's, that's a view i try to take 
on this stuff. And it's just a personal view because, again, there are some things that are just so objectively bad. But there are things that I am, like, in my privilege, like, not, like, dead in the center of. So, like, I have this absolute privilege and fortune to um, kind of with the other, like, I don't want to say smaller because there are big things, you know. When something affects me or whatever, I get to be all like, listen, I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means because it feels fucking terrible and it seems fucking terrible. But I mean, other things have felt terrible and they ended up being good. So maybe this is that or maybe it isn't. And it was just a, it's just yeah. a terrible thing. But like, I get through it because yeah. like it passes. You've you just got to feel it out, man. Yeah, like, exactly. You just got, you just got to like, you just got to like observe it and be like, all right, where's the lesson here? Where's the lesson in this? <laughs> Although you know? I do like, I hate the office, but I do appreciate that Dwight thing where he's like, sometimes there is no lesson. Yeah, sometimes there's just pain. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. No, that's true. And that, that is the lesson sometimes. Sometimes things just hurt. Yeah, sometimes exactly. Sometimes life's just unfair. Sometimes there was nothing you could do. Sometimes there was, but it's happened already. Exactly. There's only shit you can do going forward. And even that, there's no telling what's going to happen from it. I'm fully like, so that's the thing. Like I've got a, I've got a joke about it that, you know, I've got into Zen philosophy Mm. because it's a, it's a philosophy of going with the flow, which is a great philosophy to have when the sea levels are rising. (laughs) yeah dude so that's my that's literally it like that's how i feel these days i'm like i'm just gonna go with the flow (laughs) see levels are rising like that's it what what the fuck can i do about anything you know i can try and go with the path of least resistance and that doesn't mean not facing any resistance but it is like not putting obstacles in your path that don't exactly getting in your own way basically yeah yeah no absolutely dude um that's something that like my a guy is really important to me in recovery. He tells me a lot. Like, it's just like, I'm, I'm constantly like, I'm just in my own way. I'm like freaking out about something, whatever. And he's just like, dude, is any of this even real? And I'm <laughs> like, dude, like, yeah, it is. And he's like, well, okay, we we'll talk about it a bit more. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing that was so real. I just invented that. Like all of it. <laughs> I have to remind myself of that yeah. shit so often. Like yeah, I'll be like thinking about stuff, but also like I'll be thinking about issues that I have with people. And I'm like, I haven't seen that dude in like four years. Yeah, like why does it matter? Like, like yeah. just let that shit go. Yeah, dude. Like that's not a thought you need to fucking worry about. Exactly, like, dude. And it's like it's it's how it is, man. Like honestly, that's I, what meditation's for, helped with. Yeah. is recognizing that shit. Like, yeah, it's like oh, you're going down a path. Stop that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You get to check it out and observe it and be all like, wow, that's a pretty wacky script I'm reading. And you're like, <laughs> wait, okay, cool. Sick. I know that. And I'm this weird part of me is looking at that and being like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Maybe this part of me can be all like, let's not do that. <laughs> or like, maybe that's not it. Maybe there's like another thing that we yeah. try. But um, yeah, dude. So like, and like, I mean, that still happens. Like I still, I wake up. I can wake up and within the first 10 seconds of being away, I'm just like laying there in like abject terror. Oh, dude, that is like how I wake up. Like, exactly. dude. I, like, I try to explain this to people forever. Like I wake up angry. Like, it's yeah, not, like that's literally why I smoke weed and I know that's got its own issues like and whatever. Like, But like for me, it is genuinely a thing of like, okay, like I'm less angry now. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's why I meditate and stuff in the mornings yeah. now and I've got like my routine and I try not to like open up my phone and check out Twitter. But like, I do like open my eyes and immediately it's like panic a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's for a lot of people, not just addicts or whatever. Like a lot of people. It's like, I mean, a, I think I'm somewhere within you guys, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. And then, so what's so wild is like, I mean, again, you, we've just woken up. We've had no exchange with anyone. Nothing new has happened no. or whatever. It's just like that whole thing. It's just like, 
And I'm like in like a dark room. I'm like in my bedroom, in my bed and whatever. Like nothing's happened. Like I've just made all of that, dude. And then it's just like with all of this stuff that like that I've learned in recovery, it is a process of just like getting it up and like shaking it off. Just like shaking, yeah. shaking that off and being all like, cool. And then actually checking out like the reality that is reality, you know, <laughs> that isn't like a composite of reality and then this like proper fucked up thinking you know yeah and because like obviously if i see th- something through like from like if i don't deal with it then the rest of my my life is just gonna, i'm gonna see things that way and completely believe that's all real and because it is yeah, real to you like yeah because no because it is it's completely it, it, paranoia it, the, is very the, real the, the <laughs> feeling and the experience is real yeah but that, that um, is your reality yeah like, no exactly I mean, exactly dude as someone with paranoid delusions yeah like. <laughs> and it's just it's so important to be willing to do something about it again just speaking personally i mean because like again my story is my story you know it's like yeah. not it's very different to to the next person's i'm just really grateful to have found ways to to what to be taught ways to like deal with it yeah dude i'm like stoked that. for yeah. you like thanks bud i mean you know like yeah <laughs> as i say like i didn't realize things got as bad as they did but like no, i've always know. known yeah. that like yeah, you and substances liked each other a bit too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude but no, man. Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to figure out which of my friends are fucking addicts and which of my friends are just jawlers. Like, it's like, <laughs> um, it's like it's typically it's the guys that can. So I know because again we'd all like party and whatever, and then the difference was like a lot of the guys like then you like when to go to sleep and whatever, or they'd be like, no, I got like work tomorrow or whatever, and yeah. then like a lot of and then so it's typically the guys that would have that level of responsibility that didn't really because again like not everyone who uses drugs i think like they don't all have the thing that i have you know sure. um but and not all like, addicts what, what was way. super insane actually is when like people started dying and like people that like like we know and whatever i don't want to mention the name but like it's someone someone that we both know it's someone that was like from, from a band and um this disease i like, killed them you know and i remember i was just like gutted i was just like heartbroken dude not ever having it occur to me that like whoa this person died by doing the thing that i'm like doing right now that like insanity just that blind spot i was like devastated but i never like because you never think you're doing it to the same level other people are doing it so it's never like you just you don't see it that way no even if they are and you are you just don't see it that way you just like think like wow that guy needs to like because i mean like we have friends that like we're like fucking out. And now I was like, man, that dude really needs to get his shit together. Yeah. Meanwhile, my life's like totally unmanageable. It's becoming like increasingly Yeah, but they were fucking out to a level that was like yeah. way worse than us. Like, well, that's how you see it though. Like yeah, that's how you but see But you're it. not even looking at your own life and like seeing exactly. like things aren't actually going that well for you. That's exactly <laughs> it. Because you aren't looking at your own life. You're looking at that dude's life. Yeah. Right? But you also, and the reason why you're doing that is because you're worried about how everyone else sees you. Yeah. So it's like, you don't necessarily, like it's, that's a weird thing about it. It's like, you don't want other like you're worried about other people see you and stuff mm. but like at the same time you're not necessarily doing anything to make that better exactly <laughs> yeah i know it's weird. like you're not it's yeah like, no no everyone you, thinks i'm a loser like i've had these conversations with drunk people like addicts you yeah, say, everyone where, thinks i'm a loser and, and it's like yeah dude everyone does kind of think you're a fucking loser like it's because you're a bit of a loser yeah. like i'm glad you recognize that yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like it's like here's x and y why like i don't know if you're pissing people off constantly here's the here's the abcs of it like <laughs> do something about it bro um, yeah but it's always the world's a problem other people yeah are exactly exactly it's just like it's um 
Yeah, it's just, it's it's life and feeling like a victim, whatever. Like, man, I loved feeling like a victim. There are still days <laughs> where I just love feeling like a victim, bro. And it's like, it's such an unhealthy and dangerous thing to me. Especially since, like, yeah, you ain't been a victim of anything. Except no, I ain't for, like... been a victim of a damn thing, bro. <laughs> the only thing that has ever caused me pain coffee is, like, is like the consequences of my oh, own sure. actions. That's like the only bad the oh. only bad things that have ever happened to me in my entire life have been the consequences of my own actions. I was just going to say like maybe the drinking coffee and smoking at like 12 might have had an effect on your heart but <laughs> yeah that did but still is that a bad maybe it is maybe it isn't <laughs> maybe it is yeah exactly we'll see how that goes what did I interrupt you saying there though I can't remember okay well then I'm going to quickly get to the Patreon questions because cool. I put it out there that you would be on and some people, well, one person was keen to ask some questions. Oh, yeah. I just said we were good friends and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So one of the questions they ask, uh, which is a silly one because it's never happened, is who won in a physical fight between y'all since y'all two since you've known each other for a long time? That was with Simp Slayer. He's asked other questions. But yeah, okay. have you really ever have been in a physical fight? I, I can't, I can't, no, I kind of do have an answer to that question, weirdly. Okay, so... We've never fought, though. No, hear me out on this. Okay, at Old Burn, once we were wrestling... Okay, we were wrestling. Uh, okay, yeah, so we were wrestling and it was fun and everything and then it was cool and then we chilled and then I saw a friend of mine and I went to give her a hug and my shoulder popped out of its socket. <laughs> so so I guess you won. <laughs> That's that. So oh, I guess shit. you I guess you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you dislocated my my elbow. Although it wasn't that, it was because of our fight. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. What simp simp slayer. Yeah, yo, you used yeah. to roughhouse. I used to roughhouse a lot. Yeah, like, I mean, because like you were super in wrestling. Yeah, and still I still like, am. And then, well, yeah, you are still super in wrestling. <laughs> but like, but it's not just that. It's like a weird umbilo like boy thing, and also like you know, you were smaller Umbilo than me. Boy. Like, and I was a smaller guy growing up. So like now it's like <laughs> I finally have someone smaller than me. I can. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the worst bully, man. Is the bully that huh. is bullied, so they bully the kids smaller I mean, or nerdier than them. That's how I was at times. I like, worked for this guy that was like that, actually, and I was rough. And that was like, so only when he was described as such, because he was a dude, and I can't be too resentful here, because like, listen, like, any way that I pissed him off is probably like completely correct, you know? <laughs> But uh, he, 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 was, he was like a super mean dude, you know? But like, listen, like, everything that I was called out for, he probably could have been a lot harder on me, man. But um, he was described as, yeah, the kid that, like, he's such a dick now because he was picked on a lot when he was a kid. So now he kind he's of like, power. yeah, exactly. He just kind of does that yeah. to like, like the, the smaller dude. I will say, I'm grateful I didn't get any success in my 20s. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. what have you been an asshole? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, I was an asshole. Still kind of am at times. <laughs> yeah, asshole without the clout. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good fucking diss. Like, <laughs> You're an asshole, asshole without, without the, the clout. Fuck, I, I like that. Um, yeah. So some slayer also asked some more questions. Cool. Uh, what movie did you watch with your students recently to teach them about filming? About filming? Yeah. Which, oh, well, we watched a bunch of movies. What's the most recent one we watched? Most recent one we watched, we actually watched... I think we watched Eraserhead recently. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, we watched Eraserhead recently, which is always quite a cool thing with the third years because they... How many times have you watched that now? Oh, God. Yeah, okay, so it's like almost to the point where it's like a joke on campus where like I'm not that far away from just like driving around just like windows down blasting the Eraserhead. <laughs> like, not even just the score, like the dialogue and everything because that score is so wild, dude. I saw if you listen to that film loud enough, 
the dogs in your neighborhood are just going to go fucking berserk. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. This has got some of the wildest frequencies and stuff in it. Um, well, it's, it's David Lynch. I mean, that's yeah. what he, he does. He does songs and stuff so well as well. But yeah, so Eraserhead is a really good one because it's definitely... It's but what like, do you teach like, them with that? What are um, some of the overarching lessons that you're trying to... With Eraserhead. With Eraserhead, sound design is a big one. Okay. So, I mean, there are like... There are like nar- there are narrative things to discuss in that, but it's the medium of it that really is so beautiful in Eraserhead. Because, like, listen, it's it's a super divisive film. And, like, anyone that doesn't... Really? Anyone that doesn't like Eraserhead, I totally fucking get why they don't like Eraserhead. You know I mean, what? probably, but, like... I don't know. Most people like film, like yeah. Eraserhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people who like film, no, but like you do get some some kids that it's just it's just not up the alley. If it's not up the alley, it's fine. That's know? fine. Like they can they can put, like live a perfectly okay life, not liking like, Eraserhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but We're not liking so, Mulholland Drive. Now that we got a fucking. Oh problem. yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's it's the medium and the the imagery that yeah, it, that's it, some it stark imagery. Yeah, like, it is. It's it's really bleak and it's just got such like a an overwhelming emotional takeaway, despite you so many times being so uncertain of like what what's, what's going, going on? on, like how did this happen, like where's this going, whatever. So there's this crazy sort of really creative but like cognitive process of you like filling in these gaps and you putting which is these what things he's together. great at. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So kind of just like so. I mean, uh, there's just so much to interpret in that film in any given moment in that film you know? yeah you could literally so, take any five yeah. minutes and like teach a class yeah. on it and i also do and i watch that film with them because it's a fucking tough time it's like a <laughs> tough time and they watch so much marvel shit and this and that and that's cool you know that's totally yeah. fine that's totally fine and everything and then they watch a lot of cool stuff but like not a lot of them have watched something like that film um, then there's a lot of like William Kentridge stuff that we watch as well, like Sobriety, Obesity, and Growing Old. That was like one of his one of his, his shorts. William Kentridge, yeah, a South African artist, like really, really huge South African. Artist. I'll write his name down and yeah, check William him out. Kentridge. Oh wow, no, he's like one of the biggest exports in South African art, and he does everything. He writes like operas. He does like what? no, he's massive, dude. Damn, it's crazy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that, and then like I don't know, more like kind of like sort of like neither really here nor there. Phil, we watch like. Um, well, like, don't look up was a really a fun film to show them. I thought, was just, it? Hey, was it? It was fun. It was fun because I hate that be- movie. Really? What do you hate about it? So there's a lot of things, but it takes e- makes easy targets. Mm-hmm. And like, I think you could have made a much better critique if it was a Democrat president. Like, if it's yeah. you know, like no, I think absolutely. I think the critique is toothless a lot of the time. Like the yeah. it, the movie yeah. was too long in a lot of ways because it's like two hours of saying. Oh, we're not going to do anything about climate change. Yeah, like <laughs> it could have been a skit, man. You're right, actually. Like it could have been a skit. It could, I, it could have been a sketch. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, like I mean, so that's the thing. And I dig the director. What's his name again? Who is it? Something Adams, I, I think, or whatever. He did the big show. Oh yeah, he like, did Vass yeah. as well. Yeah. with um, he did like Step Brothers. And yes, stuff like that. that was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. done some like uh, yeah, he did fucking uh, Ricky the Legend of Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. Yeah, Anchorman. Didn't he do that? I don't know if he did Anchorman. The guy who did fucking Don't Look Up. I can't remember his name. It's like Richard. It's not Richard. No, it's something wrote. Adams. Adams. <laughs> no, Adam Scott's an actor. Hey? Yes, he is. He's in Severance. <laughs> 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 which i think is actually made by the no it isn't no never mind well i'm just thinking it's, everyone's it's made produced by, by ben stiller yes yeah, yeah, oh, yeah severance yeah, is happened. fucking amazing <laughs> yeah. okay so the director of don't look up is adam mckay adam mckay man that's, that's it, it. Should, should we see if he did anchorman 
okay. I think he probably did. Did he? Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, so, so, so yeah, that was cool for you to show. No, because it was like it was like a, like a entry level one hundred and one of dramatic irony. Okay, you know, fair enough. Yeah, of dramatic irony, it was like Although, a one hundred and one thing. Come it was on, like okay, a, dramatic irony, I guess. Because yeah. comedic irony, you go with idiocracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, which is also it was a toss up between that. But um, what Don't Look Up did that made it really easy to kind of just get yeah, the idea of dramatic on. irony was like again like this thing these guys have this information and it should so obviously send this thing in one direction but it's sending it in the other you know kind of thing and then like that that's the conflict yeah that's thing so uh, i think know. the critique like of you know governments doing that and capital and everything mm. is 100 spot on but yeah like i didn't think the movie itself was necessarily oh, no, good. no 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 <laughs> no it isn't great no man it isn't like, like the story we didn't watch sucks it and, like you know like it's, yeah, it's just didn't... like there's nothing there for me like as a viewer to go other than Oh, you're making a point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dude, <laughs> dude, I wouldn't watch it for enjoyment. Again, I wouldn't watch it and like learn something from it. I watched it and I was like, this is, I need, I need an how example. To act from Jonah Hill. <laughs> I needed an example of dramatic irony and it was just like right there. And I was like, cool, it's like, like literally just come out. So maybe the kids have seen it. And maybe because again, like I'm That's always topical. as I'm, like it's super important to to review like the classics, or whatever. So we all, we watch like the Battleship of Tampkin and we watch like Citizen Kane and this and that, whatever. You do French New Wave, hey? You done the four hundred blows and stuff like that? Or? Um, uh, Buddha Souffle, yes. So breathless, yeah. breathless. I've got it. So yeah, okay. yeah. It's Godard, right? Yeah, Godard, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really important to bring. It's super like curmudgeonly to not bring in newer examples. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like you got to show uh, them like this stuff and practice now because uh, but, like, like there's lots of cool shit like because of like stuff like A24 and Netflix oh, so and like yeah, dude, dude, like Midsommar, we watched the shit out of nice. and spoke about that film like a lot. Um, it was great because also because I got to have a cool perspective on that as well, like studying cults and everything. I like talk about it, <laughs> whatever, which yeah, is cool. I've got some cult stuff in my comedy set. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, so, I want to start a cult and then I'll talk about Heaven's Gate and like oh, shit, fucking love Heaven's Gate. <laughs> it is. It's, if there's it's, any it's cult nuts, in dude. history I would have joined, it would have been It'd Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate. <laughs> Why? Because like they took it like, well, to be honest, it's because of the tracksuits and the cool knock decades. <laughs> this drip is forever, bro. Like, <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I, people can come watch no, the comedy nice. to hear me talk about this shit. Because, like, yeah, I got tomorrow night. Well, well, this well, comes I'll, out I'll, after some, that. at some point. <laughs> um, it's actually so. I'm gonna rephrase this question because, cool. like, I don't necessarily like the phrasing. But do you find films like Fast Nine ridiculous and pointless, or do you enjoy them? Like what? Fast Nine, what the Fast and the Fast? Furious. Like, oh, oh, shit! Listen, I mean, this whole thing—it's like. Everything belongs somewhere, I believe in this. <laughs> and so there are films that are made. Like, listen, that film has, like, a lot of fans, you know? And it's made... I, I do think it's made exclusively for uh, the, the commerce factor of, sure. of, of, like, the art industry, you know? Is that, like, there, there's money, and then you, you put that in, you get a return, you make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And I think that that film does that. And uh, it's it's the reason like a number nine is made, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, is because it's making a shitload of money. Listen, I haven't I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't. I haven't know. seen nine yet. It's, I think they go to space, but like, oh, that's happening in the next one. But like, what I appreciate about um, Fast and Furious movies is all the f the physical effects. Oh like, yeah, dude. Like, like, no, that stuff is it's like magic, bro. Yeah, it's like, insane. Like, yeah. I appreciate that they do a lot of stuff in camera. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I hate like. Some like I th actually like 
I know people hate too. I, I enjoy the Fast and the Furious franchise. No, that's cool, man. Or, that's cool. Because I mean, yeah. yeah, like it's silly. And like you say, like it's got like, it's, to me, it's not even the commercial appeal. It's just like, it's got a level of cheese to it that like I can appreciate, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, it's not dude. trying to be too serious. Exactly, like, man. Exactly. I, th- I think at that point with the number nine, they're very aware. Oh, like, what they become. The films are so self-aware. I just yeah. hate like the, like that, between like Statham, The Rock, and Vin Diesel, none of them can ever lose a fight on screen and they've all got to have the same, like it's in their contracts. Like they've got to have they the same number it. of punches and like no one can ever look like they're winning yeah. a fight. Yeah. Like, oh, what? No, which is just man. terrible for storytelling and terrible for like so many things. So like- well, Maybe Fast X. Someone someone will get the crap kicked out of them. <laughs> yeah. Like I just feel like bringing The Rock in kind of ruined it. But that, that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't I, even know. Yeah, but dude, are there I, I don't any, know. But anyway, what, so, what are your guilty pleasure movies, I guess? Is, guilty pleasure movies? I know, but one thing I do want to say about Fast and oh. Furious, though, that, that, that you just said is like, listen, so while that film or, or that franchise, it might not be impressive in some ways, it's like impressive in other ways, yeah. you know? Hello. And that's why, like, like I'm not going to say, like, it's it's shit or they shouldn't be making movies like that or whatever. Because, like, listen, in one way or another, it's growing an industry that, that and it's I, also, I, I love. And it's, like, core. It's all about family, baby. Is it? That's yeah. literally it. It's the family. So that's the thing. It's about the family that you make. It's not about like necessarily your blood oh, family. See, no, that, that's like, awesome, dude. That's but, the concurrent theme throughout Fast and the Furious is like, we do this for our family. Okay, see, well, <laughs> that's a great message, man. And then I'm, I'm, I'm happy that films like that and exist. They commit many crimes. Yeah. <laughs> kill thousands of people. people. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, dude, it's kind of like Batman. Like, he didn't kill people, but he just like... Close, close those, the he didn't kill died. them, but like a lot of those people aren't alive or they're very paralyzed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, like, like fucking in the first Batman movie where the train like fucking like, you know, collapses and <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, there's so many things he does that like... I know, cause, they're yeah. questionable, bro. <laughs> but, um... Okay, yeah. guilty pleasure movies. Christ. Like, what's, like, you know, is it, like, rom-com? Because, like, I love, like, you know, just a good old-school rom-com movie. Or, like, I don't, like, yeah. silly action movies, not so much. Yeah, like, like, those aren't even guilty pleasures for me, like, rom-coms. Like, 10 Things I Hate About You and stuff. I mean, that's like just classic. Good, yeah. You know, classic, clueless and whatnot. Guilty pleasure, something that I'll watch and I'll be like, oh, fuck, this is dumb. But, like, I'll just, like, enjoy it. And I'll watch the next one when it comes out is there are a lot of shows, I suppose, that are like that, okay. more than movies. Like, there's something like, so I started watching Peacemaker yesterday because- Peacemaker's fantastic. It's so good. Dude, it's, it's so good. Th- there's no, yeah. jo- there's no, no guilt there. That's no, just- no, 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 there's no guilt. Um, you, so one of my exes actually is working, worked on Peacemaker. And that, so that's why I went to go watch it because I spoke to her yesterday. Casual. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's so good, dude. But I mean, so there are shows, so I, I typically want to say like, like, like Marvel-ish things or whatever. Like, listen, like I'm never going to rush to watch one, but I'll watch it when it came out. And then some of them, I'll be like, that sucked. Some of them, I'll be like, yeah, I mean, because they're all fully, super fully tapped out. So like, if it's is not it? Spider Man, and like, that's it. That's the last one I'll watch for Spider Man. Like, listen, I don't know if I'm gonna. I've tapped like, out of the Marvel universe. I like what DC is doing. Give me fucking Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn. Like, give yeah, me like yeah. independently produced. You know, like, I didn't like Joker, but I love The Suicide Squad. I think The Suicide Squad was might cool. be the best comic book movie. Like, mm. it's perfect. Like That's interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not not um, the first Suicide Squad. Not yeah. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, the <you're> Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that other one was bad. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know in terms of like, guilty pleasures. Like, I hate the Todd Phillips shit, but, like... <laughs> yeah. Guilty pleasures, like, shit. I don't know. Let's call it Marvel stuff. Marvel stuff. Marvel stuff. Even yeah. though it isn't, like... 
I know guilty pleasure implies that like you keep going back to it, whatever Marvel stuff. I don't really like, I don't know. Let's continue this conversation. It's going to buzz around in my head and something's going to come out. Cause right now I can't think I'm just like, I'm just watching like so much good stuff. Cause there's so much good stuff that's like out at the moment. So there hasn't well, been so like any. Okay. So yeah, before we head on out, give us a couple of recommendations. So Peacemaker, obviously number one. Peacemaker is great. <laughs> um, anyone that hasn't, and it's so, sh- it's surprising. I don't want to say it's like so shocking. Cause obviously there are a lot of people that have watched it, but, um, um, it's it's alarming how many people haven't watched like The Wire. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Omar's coming. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's it's it's. That it's shit used to be on ETV. I watched it like yeah, dude, when I was like a teenager. It's, so, it's just like, oh man, it's like undefeatable. I think in terms of television, and it just like, and I mean, I love The Sopranos. I love Sopranos as well. Yeah, and it's just like because I mean they came out at the same time. And yeah. so, like, people were just, like, a little more interested in, like, Italian-American gangsters than they were in, like, black gangsters. Sure. You know? Even though The Wire wasn't just, like, all about that. No. But well, The Wire is like, yeah. about the game. Exactly. It's about the game, bro. And then, the so, game is the game. like, okay, basically anything. So, I want to say watch The Wire, but there's a lot of really cool other David Salmon stuff that people haven't watched. And he's just the greatest showrunner in the history of showrunners, I think. So, Treme... Uh, the Deuce is really good. He's just oh, he's just Deuce, made yeah. a new show. It's like literally just come out. It's called We Own the City. It's about um, the the gun trace task force in Baltimore. It's about police brutality, basically. Okay. And how when police got called he's out really for being... Niche, eh? hey? <laughs> he's really got his niche. He's really got his niche. No, he does, dude. He does. And it's because he was he was a homicide reporter yes. for so long. Yeah. yeah. So, but then, then like Treme is so good as well. It's about like uh, New Orleans, like after the floods yes, and yes, stuff. Yes. It's really good. But oh, fuck, um, I watched the Nick Cage movie. Have you seen it? It's Bad Lieutenant, like no. Port of Call, New Orleans. Fucking, you'll love it. Is it? Yeah. Okay, no, check it's, it out. Dude. I mean, I don't know how you feel about Cage, but oh, like, I fucking I'm, love him, dude. Yeah. Raising Arizona. He's, he's great, dude. I, mean, I love Yeah, you Nick picked Cage. the one that he got a fucking Oscar for, but like, or he got nominated. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> No, but I like him, man. Adaptation was yeah. really good. He's cool. Have you seen Pig yet? No, uh, no, I haven't. I'm keen. It's on the list. But okay. anyway, I feel like rambling a little here. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to head on out with a question I'll ask everyone. Sure. And you've probably got a few things to pick from for this. But what's a big mistake you've made that you learned an important lesson from? So big mistake? You, yeah, so you can like, you know, be like, the mistake was this and I learned this major lesson. Or you can be like, I learned this major lesson and the mistake was this. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Jesus. It's totally a choice though. Yeah, I know, but it's just so because I'm so there's so many because it's something that I'm so aware of and I'm always looking for. There isn't like it's something people can take away from. Yeah, it, it is because usually there's like a person that'll be like, "Oh man, that's such like a such like an interesting question or whatever." It's just like my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like where am I going? Like at the end of every day, at the like at the end of literally every day, I I, I pick apart like <laughs> what happened then and do I need to make an amends to someone? Do I like? what did I struggle with something like what was the reason for that like what did I do wrong and whatever and then like that sounds super like like guilty and like yeah. it's all me and whatever but like I don't know so what did I do that was okay um I never I never trusted that people might understand like what was going on uh that people could help um I was just too kind of thinking like I got this like I got this you like I, I, I can sort this out myself kind of way <laughs> and I, I just hung on to that for so long while like all evidence was just showing like my dude you don't got this <laughs> um I didn't I didn't trust 
it's not that I didn't trust people. Like, I think you're going to like do something bad to me or whatever. I just didn't trust anyone else's capability to help me. That's and, fair. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then I, I found out that I mean, everything like, about life kind of tells were, you that. Like, yeah. you know, and it's, so it's another, it's, it's another thing that was with Joseph Campbell that really got me going on this whole thing is like, and I heard Jeff, Jeff Rickley from Thursday speaking about this on a podcast. Cause uh, he's, uh, he, he's an addict as well. And um, when I went to my first, recovery thing and started speaking to other addicts joseph campbell wrote that thing and i actually shared it the other day you know um so just about how like the labyrinth is thoroughly known you know like we think we see this labyrinth for the first time and it's just like so complex and so abstract and difficult and we're like fuck how am i gonna do this sort of thing it's like other people have done it other people have done it other people have experience like people are like your greatest resources and like i didn't accept that and i didn't understand it because i didn't believe it and that's fair. and that's something that's something that i learned a great lesson from you see for yeah. me like i t- totally relate to the like nothing other people can help you but the converse of the like other people have done it is a big motivator for me yeah anything. yeah absolutely like dude. you know whenever i'm stressing about anything i have to do i'm like you're not doing anything new like, yeah yeah dude <laughs> like you're doing a thing people have done, done thousands before. of times yeah like, you're exactly man I want to remember that quote. It's such a good one. It's like, what well, we we need not risk the adventure alone, for the heroes of heroes of all time have gone before us. The labyrinth is thoroughly known. Where we thought we'd find an abomination, we'll find God. Where we thought to slay another, we'll slay ourselves. Where we thought we'd journey outward, we'll come to the center of our own existence. And where we thought we'd be alone, we shall be with all the world. I think like I read that and I was connected with that. And I just like put those two together with what it was like meeting other recovery, meeting addicts that were in recovery yeah. and just like they would share about their thinking. And I'd be like, oh my fuck, that's me. Like, holy shit. Like I'm not alone. Like I'm garden variety and the weight that gets like lifted off your shoulders because we all think we're super unique and we're super <laughs> special and our programs are so unique to us and whatever. Like they're not. <laughs> yeah i mean it's reasonable um, though to expect that because all we know is our own experience like, yeah no exactly exactly but like that's the thing we we're so up our own asses that's <laughs> our experience we think that no one else in the world would be able to contribute any aid or or advice on this whatever <laughs> but like people can and people will people are like a lot kinder like we have this thing where, where we're sometimes scared of people we're like i don't want to give them that or whatever like i don't want to be vulnerable in front of them because like this or whatever like very seldomly is a person going to exploit that like yeah. typically like if you like like if you if you ask for help like a lot of people are like going to help you know so, yeah it's just like i guess you don't necessarily feel that way before you do yeah. <laughs> and then like a lot of people do have trust issues for like really well, yeah. valid reasons you know thing is like trust issues is like because it's also the problem is like your past tells yeah, you yeah exactly like, no no you so, get hurt like, yeah exactly so trust issues for like really really valid reasons yeah yeah and i mean yeah some people very close to me that have that thing and it's just like it's something that like makes them so miserable you know and something that like because it makes them miserable but for a lot of people it's like we got this thing that makes us miserable but it's we don't think there's a way to work on it you know and it's like the way to heal so many things is you just go in the complete opposite direction so to heal trust issues you got to be more trusting but then like fuck (laughs) because you need the proof that like yeah because once you trust someone and they actually respond to it like properly like you're like oh wait i can trust people and then you do a little more and then you do a little more 
But yeah. Like, if you don't ever try and yeah, it, dude, exactly. So it's like it's just that comfort of like a familiar pain, you know, <laughs> because you're scared of like that thing happening again or like a new pain that comes with growing. And yeah, yeah, man. Cool. Well, I think uh, that brings How us. How long has this been? Fucking forever, Fuck. dude. Yeah, no, like I've got to edit. I've still got to like do shit. Like, Holy shit. Is this I, a two-parter? How's uh, this going to play out? It wouldn't make sense if it's a two-parter because you conclude all the stuff in the second half from the first half. <laughs> uh, Is that my fault? No, that's my hosting. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so the people do want to get in touch with you if they yeah, connected if yeah, to this yeah, at they all. Do. What's they, they do. your... Because um, I'll, I'll, like, they can email me and I'll give them your email address, but they can also contact you Yeah, that would be media. cool because I suppose if your information's over there, they can do that. Yeah. And then just so if anything's connected with them or whatever, or they find that they're... Well, they're, connect they're to just, your Instagram and the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if there's just anything that they heard that they, they think that they could discuss... Or something, and may, maybe in, in teaching me something, you know, or in in maybe wanting to find out, like if, if they need to get clean, or if they're if they have loved ones that they're struggling with or whatever, like just yeah, I've learned like where the resources are basically, and like if, yeah, so they're, they're you can there, be the so friend that out, pointed yeah. you in the right place, like yeah, exactly. I mean, well, we don't have to know each other. Just and anyone, feel free to reach out. Bob will hook you up. Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Bro. You're this welcome, bro. Thank you. Such a good chat. <laughs> I know. This has been great, man. Thanks. I love this. So that was Ali, uh, one of my oldest friends and someone who I'm really happy is getting the help that he needs, you know. Um, really stoked that he's on the path of recovery and that he's found people to help him on that journey. So if you, you know, found this conversation to be pretty sobering, if you heard some things there that were like, oh shit, that sounds like me, then maybe maybe hit me up. I'll get you in touch with Ali or just hit him up on Instagram. Um, I will have his details in the show notes, like I mentioned. And yeah, man, this was quite a sobering conversation for me. I think you would have heard quite a lot come out there where I've obviously had my own history with substances and substance abuse for sure. Like, there were definitely times in my life where I overdid things for too long and it had a negative effect on my life. And I like to think for the most part, I've got that shit under control. But I don't know. I don't know where I always stand when it comes to the addiction thing because I know my dad is an alcoholic and my mom was quite a jawler. And I know those things aren't always just... Like, there's there's different theories around this stuff, whether it's genetic or whether it's environmental and lots of different things. So I'm well versed in quite a bit of it, as you might have uh, picked up. I kept, unfortunately, interrupting Ali and finishing his sentences there. I do like to think that's because we're lifelong friends, pretty much. But also, it is, yeah, <laughs> something I need to... Someone pointed it out in an old episode at house it and then doing this edit i was just like oh god damn it uh i haven't necessarily got that one out the way but maybe it is just because it's ali i need to go back and listen to some episodes and see where i'm at with the interrupting people too much thing but yeah like this is a conversation that i'm really stoked we had it's a conversation i've had not at this length or maybe sometimes longer with various different people who on various different sides of the addiction thing you know whether recovering or not and yeah it's it's a part of our lives it's a part of this modern existence and 
I just hope you can find what you need uh, when it comes to everything. Once I figure out my shit, I'll, I'll let you know. But like I say, I think for the most part I've got shit under control, but I do need to smoke less weed. I do need to smoke less in general. And yeah, the drinking alone at home is a thing that thankfully I think is out of my system now because I'm finally going out again. So being social and shit. And uh, we'll see, man. We'll see how everything goes. But I'm here for you. Ali is here for you. And that's especially true at the moment I guess because uh yeah fuck it yeah you would have seen if you're <laughs> follow this on anything I guess that's one of the ex-guests of the podcast uh, Jane and Daniel passed away and I reshared that episode um <clears throat> with an updated intro and stuff and yeah man it's a loss that a lot of people are feeling and it's going to be felt for quite some time. And, oh man, it's just, it's all just so fucking hard, you know? And it's, <laughs> I don't have much, you know, when it comes in the way of comfort, when it comes to situations like this, it's just... It's just always sore, it's always painful, It's and it's something that a lot more of us are going through as time goes on, so... Yeah, if you if you knew Jaden, my heart goes out to you, uh, wishing you strength. And yeah, if you need someone to talk to, I <laughs> you can hit me at bob at almostperfect.co. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm definitely willing to chat to people. And... Yeah, I guess it sucks because of a lot of things, obviously. But, you know, I just had this pretty phenomenal week. Like, really cool time spending time with Paige's aunt and uncle, getting to meet them, getting to meet her grandfather, getting to be a part of some special moments with the family. And, yeah, just... (laughs) Get to enjoy some of life's better parts. And then to be woken up with the news of uh, Jaden passing and stuff. It's just like one of those snap back to reality kind of situations. Although it's all reality. It's, I guess we did chat about some of this stuff in the podcast. Gotta just kind of feel feel it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. I don't know what to say, so... I'm going to just say that and we will head on out into the shout outs. For those of you that don't know, the shout outs is a section where we shout out the titular titles tier over patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. And they are Rousseau, who is the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the lesser Oberberg region. Uh, shout outs to you, bro. Shout outs to Russell Grant, the Far East correspondent. Shoutouts to Neil Green, who is the key grip. Shoutouts to Quran Slamman, the almost perfect hedge fund manager. Shoutouts to Vishendra Naidu, our spiritual advisor. Shoutouts to Riz Ventura, the director of purchasing. Shoutouts to Julian, who is the king. Shoutouts to Quran Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Shoutouts to Catherine Jenkins, the, ne- the inevitable ruler of the universe and Queen Swifty. Shoutouts to our executive producer, Stephen Olafia. 
And shout out to Anonymous Benefactor. Shout outs, of course, to Damien Root, who created the bed music you hear underneath you and the intro music that uh, kicks this off every single week or almost every single week. And uh, lastly, shout out to you. I will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>